Alright. I am now recording. I am also recording. Justin? Okay, just making sure. Okay. Alright, so we got the news, we got everything, we got the dream topic. Alright, let's go ahead and do this bad boy. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of the Charge Shot Gamescast. I'm your host Ben, aka The Marvelous Ziggy, and joining me, who I think R- Ratchet is his persona, Zero. Uh, maybe it's Rivet, you don't know me. No, I'm gonna know you, it's, 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 it's Ratchet. And joining us is my partner in crime, my Robin, Tyler. So, the hentai talk is stopping now, right? Or is that still going on? No, that's just that's gonna. It's it once it stops, it never stops. It never stops. <laughs> once you bring once in Batman this, and Robin, the hentai talk is just getting started. W- once that's the a good sex, point. Mach- <laughs> once this sex machine gets turned on, it doesn't turn off. We're not here to talk about hentai though. Although that could be a future spinoff podcast in a couple years once I get really really bored. Um, we are the Char Shot Games Cast. We are weekly, somewhat weekly. Video games podcast that talk about the games we've been playing and the news we've been reading. Sometimes reading occasionally. Uh, we apologize for taking off last week. Uh, I haven't uploaded it yet because I got lazy and it was a, and uh, I had a bad body day a couple for a couple days in a row, so I didn't really feel like uploading it. But uh, last week, Thomas and Justin and I recorded a watch long for um, the Wicker Man, the 2006 meme version. So that will go up of before course. this episode Another is live. Plan. Exactly. So that'll go up. I meant to upload it, but I just honestly I was being lazy about it. So I'm going to be honest about that. And had a really bad couple of days, but I'm here. Uh, so look forward to that. Uh, we'll be back on schedule. Justin didn't want to be here today, though. He wanted to watch Space Jam. So I'm going to call him out on this. Right <laughs> I still now. watch Space Jam. I just didn't watch yeah. it with you because y'all hate me. What? We never. When did when did watching movies? When did we watch new movie releases together? Tell no. me when did that happen? I thought we did the Space Jam watch along. To get ready uh-huh. for the new movie. Yeah, to watch it as for in, ourselves. Like, as we in do a watch-along of the new movie also. Yeah, me I and Tom, we doing a watch-along Me well. and Thomas See? did watch-alongs for Godzilla and King of the Monsters. We did not do a watch-along for Godzilla vs. Kong. There was no, like, agreement to that. So, I'm gonna nip that in the bud right there. Just there was saying. no contract stating. We, we will do a Space Jam 2 watch-along at some point, but just... Uh, not right now. I'm not interested in chasing what's popular, uh, as evidenced by me being in charge. So, but we are here. We're not here to talk about Space Jam: The New Legacy because I don't want to have you guys spoiled because it's a tremendous film, uh, Oscar worthy, truly Oscar worthy. Um, uh, it's the film of our time. In the in a, in a year where a lot of movies aren't going to come out again, I'm going to call. I'm going to give the Oscar for Best Picture, baby. Uh, Sonic was robbed this past year. Maybe anyways, best effects. Anyways, Justin. What have you been playing besides your fursona? I'm not going to talk about... Well, I am going to talk about Ratchet & Clank to say that the uh, the review video is out for Ratchet & Clank Ripped Apart. Yeah! So check that out. Um, I do... I, I have in the time codes where the spoiler-free and the spoiler are. So, you know, it's it's very easy to skip if you haven't played the game and want to. Yeah. I do it you, for you. You don't... You don't have to. You, you can miss the part where Ratchet becomes Jesus himself. Yeah. Oh exactly. wait. I'm sorry. Whoops. No, he becomes Nathan Drake. <laughs> um, that's Naughty Dog. That'd be Jack. No, nah, it would be funny if it turned into a Naughty Dog character because it would be perfect irony. <laughs> anyway, um, 
So yeah, that's all I'm going to say about Ratchet and Clank. Uh, although it is funny because Thomas is actually playing my copy right now on his PS5. Um, so, yes. you know, it's the gift that keeps on giving. The rift mm-hmm. that keeps on giving, if you will. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I've actually been playing a lot of things on my phone. Not mobile games specifically, just things on my phone. Um, Genshin my... Impact? No. He's been um, playing with the calculator app. I actually, I got Genshin Impact on my phone like before I had the uh, the mobile controller. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't, like, I signed in and everything, and apparently it didn't have my save data from PC, so I had to start over. Well, um, it's not cross-save until, like, I think there's supposed to be an update going live soon, so that's probably why. Oh, gotcha, that makes sense. But anyway, I had started over on mobile, got, I, like, I was basically using touch controls, it actually wasn't terrible, um, but I got to a certain point, and then I got a new phone, um... So I, you know, loaded everything else back up. Um, most of my games, like the progress saved and all that stuff, it was fine. It was like account based. Um, but I wanted to try Genshin Impact with the controller I got, and um, it still didn't like even from mobile to mobile, it didn't save my save data. Uh, oh. So yeah, I was not about to do that same part again in the old game, <laughs> but with a controller. Uh, so anyway. No, I, I got a bunch of emulators on my phone, and they actually work really well. Like, I can do, like, GameCube, 3DS, like, some pretty solid, you know, like, later-gen games on my uh, on my phone. Um, I have the S21, so, like, it's a, you know, it's a new phone, but it's still surprising that emulations come that far on a phone. Uh, yeah, that's wild. Yeah. So, it's I mean, it's not perfect emulation, like, for GameCube or, like, you know, the later ones. Um, like, P- PSP does really well. Um, GameCube, like, I tried, uh, what was it? Um, the Wii Fire Emblem game. Path of Radiance. Uh, Radiant Dawn. That's it. Um, I tried that one, wow. and it works perfectly fine. Um, but Metroid Prime, either, like, the GameCube or, you know, Prime Trilogy on Wii, uh, they work, but are very inconsistent frame rate. Jank. I yeah. which i mean that's true on like uh pc dolphin too like i can't get those games to run super well on my computer which you know is is quite a bit stronger than a phone right um it's just an emulation issue that something just can't fix yeah exactly yeah. and then like 3ds um i can actually run samus returns pretty well Ooh. um so, like you know in my I'll, I'll get to it in a second but in my replay of all the metroid games like cool i can you know i can do the same as returns on my phone also um but then i tried like federation force for example and it runs terribly but again that's one that runs poorly on my computer too um it's gotten better it's definitely way worse on phone than pc but it still doesn't run great um but yeah so on pc i've been playing a few different things um i dabbled in persona 3 uh portable which I did not realize was drastically different from the PS2 version. Um, Told you. But I don't hate it. It's just kind of like the presentation is weird because it's kind of like a point and click adventure, like outside of the dungeon. Um, so like the game still plays out in the same way where you can talk to people and, you know, do your social links and all that stuff. You just don't move around the field. So it's actually a little quicker. Um and that's kind of nice when you're, you know, on a portable device, like in this case, a phone. 
uh, because the game just moves faster. Uh, I've also been playing Persona 4 Golden on PC, uh, mostly through Steam Link, also on my phone, but, you know, some some on my PC too. Um, and, like, by comparison, that game, like, has a lot more content, obviously, but moves way slower because you're playing, like, you know, each day, like, your characters are, you know, interacting, you're running around the school, like, all that stuff, so it's, you know, quote-unquote normal speed. <laughs> For the Persona, yeah, games. it's it's much more involved than Persona Three Portable. Yeah. that's for sure. Yeah, so I'm I'm kind of enjoying Persona Three Portable, um, despite the weird presentation stuff. Uh, I definitely like Persona Four more, but it like the Steam Link stuff isn't perfect because I don't have Wi-Fi uh, at well when I'm playing at least. Um, so I'm trying to run it off of my like my phone data, and that could be kind of inconsistent. Um, so, like, it's fine when I'm just kind of, you know, going through dialogue boxes, but, like, trying to actually run through the dungeons and, like, you know, hit the, the timed attack to not be bombarded by enemies, like, that can get kind of tricky when your connection's unstable. So, I've been doing Persona 3 portable more, because I can do that through the PSP emulator. Um, but yeah, they're both neat. Like, I like P3 because it's got the, it's got a very, like, kind of death-focused um, concept to it. Like, Which is why Callie wanted to stream it, but she can't. Oh, okay. I don't... Is that a VTuber <laughs> thing? Yeah, it's yes. a VTuber thing. Gotcha. Okay. She got it <laughs> trending on Twitter. Oh. Well then. Yeah, she, she just... She literally just streamed Atlas Let Me Play Persona 3 for like, what was it, an hour and a half? Yeah, it was like an hour and a half. Just that. Just no. pleading Atlas, let me play Persona 3. That was it. And she got it trending on Twitter. Uh, The power of Booba. And her personality. The power of dad. <laughs> yes. Um, but, yeah, I like that, like, you basically shoot yourself in the face to summon your persona. Like, that's kind of... It's just... It's a very neat visual, like, when you're in combat. Um, and, like, the first cutscene you see is just kind of a striking, like, a girl in front of her mirror. Just, like... <sighs> like, holding a gun to her mouth. Just like, you can do it. Come on. Like, giving her a pep talk to shoot herself in the face. And, like, you have no context for it at this point. And I'm like, alright, this this game's, it's got me, it's got me hooked already. Like, I want to know what's going on here. Um, whereas Persona 4 is more of, like, kind of, um, you're on, like, investigating murder trials, basically. But the actual, like, world, like, the TV realm you're going into or whatever, I don't find as interesting as uh, Tartarus. Um, part of it is I don't like Teddy. Like, yeah. he's, he's an annoying character. He's literally us, except in bear form. He just spouts puns. Yeah. But yeah, I'm surprised like his, you guys his, don't get along. His voice actor's <laughs> annoying. Um, he's no Morgana, and even Morgana's kind of annoying. Yeah. Um, but he's a cat, so he gets a freebie with you. Right, exactly. Plus, he like, Morgana actually exists in the real world, whereas Teddy's only in the TV world, at least so far. Um... So, like, it's just kind of weird. Like, Teddy feels like an afterthought. Whereas Morgana is, like, a main player in the story and everything. He's literally the protagonist's mouthpiece. Unless he's speaking in uh, dialogue scenes where uh, you have to choose uh, dialogue options. Yeah, that makes sense, actually. Now that you mention it. Um, but anyway, um, I like the, the kind of card roulette thing. Actually, more than uh, 
the way you obtain personas in P5. Um, because that whole, like, dialogue thing, like, I'm really bad at it. Like, you know, choosing the right dialogue options to get the persona to be on your team or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's a more guaranteed way to get them. Um, you don't have to just, like, hope you get a card roulette after battle. But at least when you get a card roulette, you can always choose that one. Like, you know you're going to get it. Uh, so, I don't know. They they both have their merits, but I I like the card roulette because you can, like, kind of cheese it, at least in P4, uh, where, like, you can do certain things to get multiple card picks, and so, it, like, it really helps you, like, with uh, healing your party and, like, getting extra experience and that kind of thing. Um, I like the way you can kind of combo the cards. Um, but, yeah, it's like from that, I've also been playing through... We've had two weeks off, so, you know, bear with me here. Um, I've also been playing through uh, Final Fantasy IV Complete Edition, or what is it called on PSP? Complete Edition? Is that? I think that's what it is. Yeah, whatever. It's, I'm just doing Final Fantasy IV right now. Um, I've never played the After Years, so I want to go through four again and then do After Years. Um, and, like, they, you know, they announced the pixel-perfect stuff coming or whatever, but I figured, like, the PSP version is still really solid. I'll just play that one. Yeah. Um, best version. Yeah. So the main thing that surprised me is I'm like, I'm only like four hours in or something like that. And uh, Cecil's already a paladin. Yeah. It moves fast. That, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah. It moves. It doesn't, it doesn't wait for nobody. Like, I don't remember that happening so early in the game. You're probably just getting good. Maybe. I feel like in the, like, I thought like, you know, I played it as a kid on SNES, um, and then I played through the entire game, like, beginning to end, with the DS version. Um, and that's that's the only experiences I have with it. So, like, I thought in the DS version, like, it happened way later, but also that game is a little more, like, kind of cinematic, so it probably moves Cinematic, slower. and it's, it's harder, so you probably died a couple more times, and it felt probably longer. Yeah, maybe. Um, but... I, it's also kind of a bummer because I like his Dark Knight stuff. Like, I like using darkness to just wipe out, like, you know, the 10 oh, enemies that can be on screen sometimes. Yeah. Um, but right now, I'm to the point where you have, uh, let's see, I think it's Cecil, Gang, um, Tella, and then Palum and Porum. And oh, the you're, twins. Uh, yeah. You're infiltrating Baron. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. So I just got there last time I played. Um, okay. I've had a three-day weekend, so I'm trying to remember what I was playing, you know, last week. Um, and I'm already I'm already preparing myself emotionally for the Palomiporum scene. Because uh, that, that hit me more in the DS version, because again, it's more cinematic. Like, I've noticed some of the more, like, kind of emotional moments, like Cecil and Rosa reuniting and stuff like that. Like, they don't hit the same in the sprite form, because it's just, like... When you find Rosa sick in whatever that town is, um, you like you go into this random house and you talk to like the two people that live there, and they're like, "Oh yeah, there's some girl in our bed back there. We've been trying to take care of her. We found her." And then you go back to the bed and talk to Rosa, and Cecil's like, "Wait, what?" And then there's like two lines of dialogue, and then it's just done, and like that's that's the progress barrier to you know be able to like go to the next area or whatever. But it feels like nothing. <laughs> and it's like, these two are, like, lovers, basically. Like, what's... Like, that's all we get in this scene? She's, like, yeah, on her deathbed. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, it's a little weird, like having you know mostly been familiar with the DS version, um, but I do again. I like I like that it's moving quicker because I'm playing on my phone. Um, it's just jarring. And then uh, I replayed through all of uh, Metroid Zero Mission because I'm getting ready for a Metroid retrospective video. Ah, so I get it. Zero Mission, Zero Score. I see the connection. Uh, yes. It is my zero score mission to uh, play through all of the uh, all of the Metro games. Um, lucky there's only four, and well, they're not very and they're not very long. Right, I'm doing it a little differently um, with this one, but yes, there are only four. And so yeah, I played through all of that on my phone, which was interesting because it's very precise platforming, like especially in Zero Mission. There's some tricky, um, like some tricky platforming, and especially like. Getting 100% in that game is ridiculous, and I'll, I will never do it. Uh, but, like, it expects you to be, like, very familiar with the tricks. Oh, yeah. Um, like, there's a few power-ups you can only get if you, like, cheese the um, the morph ball shine spark, for example. And, yeah, like, that's not a normal the, uh, trick. bomb jumping trick. Well, I mean, yeah, that's actually, I think that's required a few times, like, for progress. Um, but this is, like, for, you know, optional collectibles. Like, you can get the super missiles early, for example, if you, um, do an exploit with the Morph Ball Shine Spark. Um, and, like, there's one point towards the end where there is... There's a specific power-up that's, like, easier to get if you haven't gotten the screw attack yet. But, logically, you will get the screw attack before going through that door... So it like punishes you for being powered up, and this isn't like Super Mission where you can or Super Super Metroid, where you can turn off power ups. So if you have the screw attack, it just makes it harder to get through that platforming section. Um, yeah. So there's things like that where it's like the game rewards people for like really knowing the game, and like you know doing multiple playthroughs to get 100 percent and like speed run and all that stuff, and it's kind of weird because it's it is a remake of the first game. But it's also, like, it's it feels built for veterans of the series. Even though it could realistically be your first Metroid game. It's, I think it probably was... I think it came out after Fusion. So it, it, was pro, it, it was probably meant for, like, okay, you played Fusion, here's this. Take your skills that you got from Fusion and apply it here. Yeah. A lot argue Fusion's not as hard, but... No, not, that's why, that's why I like, take the skills you learned in mm-hmm. Fusion and then here's a much challenging game fair but i mean i have a lot to say about the game like it's it's gonna be a fun retrospective um because i'm trying to be like as unbiased as possible and ah. zero missions one i hadn't played through like the whole thing in a while um because i usually like i will you know quote unquote speed run it but i'll like end at 12 Korean, hours for example. later um <laughs> i can get the whole game in like three hours it's not bad 12 uh, hours later but I'll end it to you. Moving along, I'm all out of time cards. <laughs> um, I hate. Are y'all done? <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Do you need a little bit here? Can I continue? Um, but yeah, I, I hate Torian with like the Metroids and the the friggin' mother brain fight is just not fun. Did they and have then... thermal images? She throws donuts at you. <laughs> she does throw donuts at you. Um, and then of course there's the you know the infamous post game section. Where you play a zero suit Samus and like yeah. that part I have 
traditionally hated and don't want to deal with and stuff. So having having to play through the whole game and like, you know, actually doing a pretty like good quick run. I think my final I could pull it up, but I think my final time was like three hours and fourteen minutes or something like that with like a seventy four percent completion. Like not bad, really. It's not bad. Um for having not played it in a while. It was probably one of my best runs. And that's including the end game stuff, which I again I don't usually do. I just kind of like I'll stream it, so I'm tracking my time that way. Um, but I don't actually get a completion bonus or whatever. Um, so yeah, it was fun to replay it. But like I said, I'm doing these a little differently, so I actually did also uh, record some like Metroid One footage as well, just to compare the two. Um, and then I started playing um am2r the another metroid 2 remake ah because fairly recently they released an android version of the game so you can just like, natively that... download how did that happen i don't know i figured I that whole was... season that season desist shit would have like prevented that from happening uh development has continued um okay. on on Be... that game in secret <laughs> Why are you talking about this then? Shut up. Just stop. Just just say you're playing the PC version and there's no... What new version? What are you talking about? Okay, okay. That doesn't exist. Cut that and then... (laughs) Wink. Wink. Don't actually... Stop. Don't actually actually cut it. Stop it. Um, Reverse it. I definitely will cut it. Wink. (laughs) Why are you you winking? Yeah, so... No until then. Um... Yeah, I'm playing I'm playing another Metroid 2 remake, which is, you know, of course the officially licensed version of the game from Nintendo. Nothing to worry <laughs> about there. Um, because, again, I'm trying to do this a little differently. And, like, Samus Returns is pretty much like a, fault, like a prequel to Metroid Dread, it feels like. You know, mechanically. Um, so I kind of wanted to do AM2R as a comparison, because that's more of, like kind of in line with the um, with the abilities and stuff that right. they've established with like Zero Mission to Super Metroid to Fusion. Um, so I'm going to make that my main version of Metroid 2 and compare it to Samus Returns. It's a whole thing. Anyway, the point is I'm playing that one and it's, it's hit or miss but like it's such a well-built game. Like, especially for being, you know, "Quote unquote," an officially licensed Nintendo pro- a, f- a fan project. Um, it's so well done, and like honestly, if they like, if Nintendo bought them and was like, "Hey, make an official Metroid game with this engine," like I would be happy because it runs super well and feels very satisfying to control. Um, the only issues I have are mostly the fact that it's a Metroid Two remake because I'm not a big fan of that structure. Yeah, um, you're not wrong. Yeah. But in a lot of ways, this one does that structure better than Samus Returns does. Because it's it's closer to the original. Um, so, like, there's some points when, like, you do have a bit, a bit more non-linearity. Um, whereas in Samus Returns, like, you have, like, a, a big, like, gate thing that's, like... You bring all of the Metroid DNA to this gate and we'll lower to the next area. Um, AM2R has some moments where it's like, yeah, the lava drops when you beat them all, but that's it. 
So, like, you're pretty much free roam, and you just kind of find the Metroids. They're not as much of, like, a boss fight or anything. Um, so it moves a lot quicker, and it doesn't feel as, like, obnoxious to be gated off, if that makes sense. Um, I don't know. The, the areas are bigger, and the camera's more zoomed out. And so it's just, it's more satisfying to navigate. But, I mean, also it's missing a lot of, like, the, you know, canonical lore and things like that that, that Samus Returns introduced. So, like, I still want to cover that one and, like, explain the story stuff. I just feel like it's a little too modern to fit into the Metroid 2 slot of a, of a retrospective. Right, from a, from a gameplay standpoint, for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I tried to figure out a way to kind of, like, make that work. Without actually, like, playing through all of Metroid 2, because I didn't want to do that. Yeah, because, um, you know, Metroid 2 just is pretty much eradicating the the, uh, the Metroids versus in the in what was in Samus Returns. You learn about the X-Parasite uh, through a right. picture, I think. So it's like, oh. Yeah, I mean, Samus Returns is incredible from a lore standpoint. Um, I just don't think it plays as well. But, anyway, um, that's most of it. Um... I I mean I I just got uh, Skyward Sword HD and I could talk about that but I feel like y'all are both going to talk about it so we can just kind of like make it a group topic. Oh, not um, me! I haven't played it yet. Oh, okay. You made it sound like you had. Um, well, when when Ben brings it up, we will discuss it together. That'll probably make it easier. Um, okay. so I uh, I concede my time. Uh, Tyler, what have you been up to this week, my guy? Um, so last week we were definitely off. I was visiting a friend out of town, uh, just to leave these gentlemen up to their devices to, uh, watch The Wicker Man, which I'm really sad to miss out on, but I was really happy to edit that. That was fun. (laughs) So yeah, um, the week before I started playing the very last game in the Jack and Daxter trilogy, unless you encounter Jack X, which is the racing game that takes place after, I played through Jack 3. It starts confusingly with Jack being banished in the desert. Daxter and Pecker, the monkey bird with the Spanish accent from Jack 2, tag along and they reflect on what happened to lead to their exile. Machines called Crimson Deathbots have gone haywire and taken a huge part of Haven City, and surviving metalheads are also swarming the city. The latter is blamed for Jack on his ties of crew in the last game. The trio pass out in the desert and are found by local warriors. These are the people of Spargus, forgotten nomads that live outside the borders of Haven City. The leader, named Deimos, not dumbass, tells <laughs> Jack and Daxter their lives now belong to Spargus, and if they do not prove strong and useful, they'll be left to die. They do prove themselves, mostly through a forced Dark Jack transformation, and gain one of three combat amulets needed for full citizenship. Jack meets with a mysterious person in front of an ancient precursor artifact unlike any we've seen before, this monk, named Seam, points to an ominous glowing star in the sky and explains that it's on its way to the planet and will bring the end of days, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. After a few missions involving races and riding dune buggies, Jack discovers a lost precursor catacomb, which is honestly a cool area. There's plenty of platforming challenges and enemies to fight, and there's even a few instances where Daxter helps out and you control him for a bit. That wasn't something that you did much in the other two games, so I appreciate that. It's not like the uh, Clank sections in um, the the future games, but it's something at least. 
At the end of the at the end of the venture, a precursor statue grants Jack a new power to balance out the darkness within him. This is Light Jack, his new anime power-up that's much more useful than Dark Jack by a long shot. He gains the power to heal himself, glide short distances with more far-out jumps, and can even slow down time. You use all these abilities to solve puzzles in the catacombs, which you'll explore a lot as the game goes on. During the second visit, Jack and Daxter run into Count Veeger, the new head honcho of Haven City, and the dude responsible for their exile. He explains the only way to save the world from the upcoming calamity is to purge it of darkness. He summons a giant precursor robot to kill them, but it's no match for carts full of dynamite falling on his head. Jack finds his way back to Haven City and finds it's, it's now a complete shithole. Killer robots and metalheads are everywhere, and the only safe spot is Daxter's bar where Torn sets up shop. They eventually learn the leader is, of the killer robots is Errol, the dingus from the last game that crashed into a wall that one time. Turns out he's still alive and now has robotic implants. Why? How? I don't know. They never explain. After helping Tor and his friends fight off the two forces in various missions and retrieving precursor artifacts and light eco-crystals, they discover the star looming over the planet is known as a Dark Maker, former precursors tainted with Dark Eco. From there, Jack and Daxter destroy the robot production factory while beating up Errol in the process, take out a major metalhead nest, and stop a horde of Dark Makers from swarming Spargus. From here, the story really falls apart, as a bunch of contrived nonsense is flung at us all at once. First up, Deimos is Jack's father. Okay, given the time travel stuff from Jack 2, that's harmless enough, I guess. Second, Jack's real name is Mar. Wait, isn't that the name inspired by the architect at Haven City? Or bum, is bum, Jack bum. actually THE Mar? Uh, I don't know, uh, they explain it really poorly. Speaking, uh, third, it was Veeger that separated Deimos from Jack in childhood, even though this character was never in Jack 2 at all. Why do do I get the feeling that Jack and Daxter lore is much deeper than it needs to be? Uh, it's much deeper in Jack 2, only because they had, like, two years to work on the story and new gameplay, but this was a year after, and you can tell from the story writing that... It is rushed to holy hell. It got and, really jacked up. Ah, uh, I was about to make that joke later on, but I'll give <laughs> you context later. So yeah, uh, speaking of Eager, he escapes into the catacombs and the heroes chase him down. And they all learn the fourth plot twist that tilts my head a bit. The precursors, the ancient beings who rule the universe, are actually Otzels. It's kind of funny how they're revealed, doing the whole man-behind-the-curtain bit. And Jack's reaction is priceless. But <gasps> they admit themselves that they're not as powerful as they led everyone to believe. Even though they spent the last two games saying, Oh, the precursors are so fucking powerful. They have they left all the shit behind. What does it mean? Nah, turns out they're just little orange rodents. Speaking of little orange rodents, Daxter is also a precursor, despite having none of the wish-granting powers these other rodents have. They turn Veeger into an Otzel as well, Jack and Daxter destroy Errol's big-ass spider robot in a clearly rushed final battle, and the day is saved. The Precursor grants Daxter's greatest desire. Pants. They also turn Tess into an Otzel, too, so their relationship isn't that weird anymore. Though it kind of still is, because, you know, furries. 
Jack goes with the precursors into a portal and comes back literally a second later. I assume they went back in time so he can do all his Mar shit, but who cares? Roll credits. So, did they, yeah. Did they pull a Shrek where they're like, this is weird bestiality. We gotta make them both the same thing. Yeah, it it's definitely what that is. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Jack 3 fixes a lot of the problems that I had with the last game, but it's got its fair share as well. The checkpoints are much more forgiving. Thank God. They nearly don't throw as many enemies at you, and you actually get health upgrades as you collect Mars armor, which looks kind of cool, I guess. You've got 12 guns at your disposal this time, the 8 editions being upgraded variants to the original 4 gun types that use their own ammo. You got the rocket launcher, which is amazing, the ricocheting blaster rips the game a new asshole, and the fully upgraded peacemaker literally nukes everything. With these new additions, along with Light Jack's abilities and Dark Jack being much more useful, Jack 3 is really easy. In fact, I feel like the rush development really hurts this game runtime, as well as its story elements. Errol's a lame character, and having him as the final boss of this epic trilogy isn't really that fulfilling. Kira's barely in the game at all, and Ashlyn fills in as Jack's new love interest, which feels incredibly forced. All the other returning characters haven't really changed since Jack 2, so no new developments from that front. As for the Wastelander crew, they're okay, I guess. Deimos is a character I could take more seriously, if not for the silly voice coming out of this hardened warrior. It's kind of like Wolverine from the 90s X-Men cartoon, inhaled an entire tank of helium. Being the father of Jack is harmless enough, but being the father of Mar raises way too many questions. Cleaver is just Vernon Wells of long years. Not much to say there. Seem could have been more interesting, but we really don't spend enough time about learning their character. Viger is a walking deus ex machina, as I established, and is the diet version of Baron Praxis from the last game. The Darkmakers are the third enemy faction that are introduced two-thirds into the game, and their presence seems really redundant, uh, with the Metalheads still being around. That's another thing! Why the Metalheads have to come back? Their leader is dead, and they barely do anything story-wise. It's like... <sighs> this is clearly a rush job, if the shorter playtime and messy story didn't give it away. But it still has some gold moments. There's a point where Cleaver da dares Jack to beat his high score in a turret minigame, and Daxter retorts with, Jack beats things all the time. So you're saying he jacks off? Eh? There it is. Good context. There's my, there's, there's my clever joke right there. <laughs> I'll stop now. There's another point where uh, Jack is facing, uh, acting facetious in front of Seam, and they say, this isn't a game, and it cuts to a close-up of Jack and Daxter looking at the camera like, huh? <laughs> that, was, that was a nice little fourth wall moment right there. The final boss is really lame and anticlimactic, but the slow-mo shot of Jack and Daxter walking away from the exploded debris is really cool. Overall, I think Jack 3 is a solid Jack game, but it was kind of an over underwhelming experience overall. For all the complaining I did about Jack 2, I think it's a better game as a whole. The story is well-crafted, the missions flowed nicely, and the characters were complex and interesting. And it was difficult, but a memorable experience. Jack 3 drops the ball in a bunch of areas, but it wasn't bad or a boring ride. It just feels like the series needed a more satisfying send-off than what we got here. Unfortunately, that's what, what Last Frontier was, but that doesn't count. Uh, 
I talked about uh, in the last episode that I wanted to see a proper Jack Four, and I want to see that more than ever and give this great series of games a proper ending. But uh, other than that, I've just been training in Smash Brothers, uh, recording footage for the Tekken Tag video, and yeah, that's it for me. All right, thank you very much. So, um, I guess uh, I'll talk about Skyward Sword last, but I was supposed to talk about Streets of Rage 4, uh, but unfortunately on the Switch version there was a mishap I, uh, that basically it, it, you weren't able to purchase the Mr. X Nightmare DLC, so uh, yeah. they basically have to they figure figured out and they have to put the, 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 the DLC through recertification, so unfortunately at the time of this recording and live stream it's not out yet, but I still... I still played it. It's out like on PS4 and Steam, but like I think PS4 you have to do some weird things to get it. But it's out, and I was like, well, let me just play this game again. I just need to talk. I of course I would just love to talk about Streets of Rage 4 again, my game of the year for 2020, and just how amazing it still is. And you would think a short game like that would lose its luster, but it it really doesn't. It just feels good to beat the shit out of crooked cops and criminals on the on the on the on the streets delivering yeah, vigilante. Fun. Vigilante Justice. Um, and today, before we started the podcast, uh, I tried Floyd for the first time. Floyd is the big bulk care of the new care of the new roster with Metal Arms from Doctor Savannah from Street Rage Three, and he is ridiculous. Like normally, I don't like like moving characters, but um, I think our friend Lo uh, kind of said this to me. Where um, his special, he's, he can basically extend his arm to do basically reach out and grab you further, um, and that causes health to go down. Now it seems like, according to again, I don't, I didn't really play him, so I don't really know. But according to Low, um, you lose less health when you do his his standing special. So you could theoretically combo, throw, wall bounce, combo, rethrow, wall bounce. It's it's insane. It's nuts. It's literally combo. Spencer from Marvel Three. Holy shit! Yeah, it's <laughs> you're just, and it's he's great. Like I I I was basically doing an arcade run. Of just see how far I could get. I, I got to stage like six or seven before I pretty much just like uh, just died. So that was the first I ever ran on normal mode. Um, I, I haven't, still haven't beaten arcade mode with any of the characters, but uh, it's it's hard. You do it in one clear, and you only get five tries. So um, uh, quick context yeah. in the chat: it says the the free update should also include a new difficulty, Mania Plus. Yes, that is mode. that is there. I forgot to mention that. I was mostly just talking about my experience. Um, I haven't tried Mania Plus because I haven't even tried Mania, but yeah, it's apparently even crazier than Mania. And the training room is is really cool. Um, uh, like, so if you want to practice like how to do certain combos, it's there. I don't use it because I don't really. I'm I'm just not a lab person, but I like that it's up there. And again, there's a whole bunch of buffs and nerfs that I think came with the free update. Uh, it's just that the Mister X Nightmare stuff was not included. That that's included the three DLC characters: Estelle. Uh, new generation Max and um, new generation Shiva, so I can't wait to play. Oh, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you this right now because I found this out and I want everybody to know about it. Uh, there was a requested character who was not included in Streets of Rage 4, but has a cameo uh, in Streets of Rage 4, and that is Rue, the fighting kangaroo from Streets of Rage 3. And ah. so, like, you 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 see him kind of just bartending uh, in Streets of Rage 4, and like, oh, I would love to see him playable. He is playable in Streets of Rage. 
for. Really? Uh, unfortunately, it's not a... Like, sadly, it's not his... The, the newer artwork. It's his uh, Street 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 Sprite. Uh, there's a button input you can enter that you can just look up. I'm not, I don't remember it right now, but it's there. So if you want, if you love Rue from Streets of Rage three, if you wanted Shit, to play I'll as a, it. yeah, I know you as a Tekken player, you fucking love fighting with animals. So um, <laughs> you know, uh, isn't there a Tekken? Isn't there a kangaroo in Tekken? Yes, there okay. is Roger and Roger Junior. Uh, okay. The latter being the mother with the baby in the pouch. Gotcha. That also has boxing gloves. Yes. So Rue is. Isn't that is, also a character in? And the Oracle game, like the Zelda Oracle games, there, yeah, there is, yeah, but this is that thing doesn't fight though. That thing just jumps. We're talking about fighting I mean, kangaroos. Got, it's got boxing gloves. That's true. People love people love kangaroos. Kangaroos are awesome. They're legit awesome animals. Um, I was just thinking never, he was also named Roger and had boxing gloves. Just never go up to one because they will hit the shit out of you. Um, yeah, right. And they hurt. What's his name? Um, but uh, say so yeah, a series four is still great as usual. I hopefully, hopefully next week I'm. I'm putting this out there now. I am looking for a tag team partner that is free on Tuesday nights. Ooh, ooh, uh, Tyler, ooh, you're not, not free. I know, that's what I'm saying. You're not free on Tuesday <laughs> But what, I mean, next Sunday, since I know you're not working, I Ricky. might just switch your, I might just switch Sorry. around Mass Effect to tag team Streets of Rage uh, 4 with you. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see about that since I know you'll get... the. D- By the way, the DLC is only 8 bucks. It's only $8. I was expecting 15 you know, because like, the, these are high-quality... Uh, models that they these are high quality pieces of art that they're drawing that they had to animate it's insane uh so it's only eight bucks uh, unfortunately switch uses hey i waited i waited over a year and four months i can wait a couple more days it's not a big deal <laughs> um i've also been going kind of going through the x series a little bit uh just i haven't really honestly been focusing on a lot of games i've kind of just been picking up and playing Saw stuff, and I'm like, fuck it, I'll just replay Mega Man X, the X-Series, and I started with X1, X2, I started X3, I stopped X3, because fuck X3, is not fun! I'm sorry! Yeah. Um, uh, I still maintain X2 is probably my personal favorite of the franchise, it may not be the mm. technically the best one, but I just, I love fighting against the Maverick Hunters, I love the stages, the music is great, the armor is great, the buster, I feel like the upgrades are better. Like, X1 is just solid, like, it's just a, a perfect 10 out of 10, and I'll admit that there are elements of X2 that are not as good, but I just, there's there's so much more cooler stuff, like, being able to ride the dirt bike, uh, if you're good enough, ride the dirt bike uh, to get this hard tank earlier, to get the dirt bike up and up, and then over the spikes, like you, you can wait to get the power for that. But if you're badass enough with the dirt bike, you get it that way. And it's so cool. Yeah, man. Um, X2 is just a really great sequel. Yeah, is it though? Like, I think so. Like, there's nothing really that holds it back outside of the hunt, outside of the Maverick Hunters. But even then, the only thing you get, you you have to do if you don't rescue Zero, is an extra boss fight. That's it. Otherwise, it's if you don't have to, you don't have to do that. It to me, it's just as good, if not, it, it's just as good as the original. Um, music's great, great stages. The all, and the bosses are a little weaker just because you can make them trivial with the weakness stuff. But if you yeah. don't want to do that, Buster only is your option, buddy. You can just do that. Um, or you can which, sure you can them. Yeah, you can sure you can them. Uh, which God, it's, that's also what makes I think it's uh, like X two more. Yeah, sure you can's way cooler than the Hadouken by a long shot. Yeah, and it's much easier to pull off in a fight. Um, I even uploaded a clip on on my Twitter. Of like me anti-airing the fuck out of one of the enemies, like he was jumping. I think it was a crystal snail. He jumps to the other side, and I was like, "No, it was um, Flame Stag," because Flame Stag will jump from across the stage, stage, 
And I was just like, sure you can. And he jumps right in the middle of it. I'm like, fuck yeah. And it instant chaos. It's it's great. The Sigma fight obviously isn't nearly as cool. I mean, at least with the 3D wire stuff. But I like X2. The point is, I like X2 a lot. And it's like, it's is it as good as X1? That's debatable. X1 is amazing. But I really like X2 a lot. Plus, you can dash automatically in, X1, in X2. Um, I mean, X4 is the best one, though. I mean, that's, again, that's that's fine. But I like X2 again, a lot more. Again, still debatable. Yeah. X one set both the precedent. Great games. You can't, yeah, you can't deny that. X three is where, is where the fallout happens. There's there's like, it doesn't have Tatsumaki Simpukiaku, worst game ever. Yeah, the the worst parts of X two are like not like are minor things. They're not like game changers, um, like X like X three does. But I'm gonna skip talking about X three. And I just blow like it's funny how X four is the one I played through the most. And like I remember for the longest time I could never beat it because I would get stuck or get stuck with zero on the boss rush or something. Now the game is just trivial to me. Like I can beat that game in my sleep now. Um, and I guess I should probably with this now, but I'm talking to my friend, uh, Mr. Dragon who streams on Twitch under that name. Uh, we might do a Mega Man X4 race, uh, with that. Uh, we don't know if we're going to do both Mega Mans. I might, I might talk to him about, Hey, let's just both play as zero and do the fastest how who can beat it the fastest because I feel like zero will be much more entertaining from a visual standpoint just because it's like yeah it's so much it's like it got zero so much faster um and, and just so much so much more dynamic especially yeah, zero is much more fun than X because it's just full on uh, monkey brain offense whereas X is much more defensive well yeah X is like slow down shoot slow down shoot which is fine and you still go fast but like once you get the jump slash with zero it's over it's like it just get out of my fucking way. Um, yeah, so but also we'll, we'll Zero see. has a much harder time at the end of the game, so I feel like that time equals yeah. out by the end. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because like you can't cheap it out um, yeah. like like X can. But that uh, I love that. Uh, shoutouts to uh, Let's Play videos I've seen that basically trivialize the Sigma bo- the first two phases of the Sigma boss fight for me. So the only hard part theoretically is the phase three fight, and even then, that's only one part of that problem one of that fight one 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 phase of that fight gives me problems that when the face is in the lower left hand when it either sucks you in or pushes you uh, out that's like the worst part but that's like mitigating at best like honestly it's mitigating at best um that's what would always give me though i had those first two phases down and still couldn't beat the game because of the third phase well i just yeah, don't get like I, I just don't get hit Ugh. so i almost did a no damage run of the zero fight, including phase three. Like I legit almost Dang. did it. And I got hit by the lower left hand, uh, head. And so like, that's what gets me. So like, I'd never done that. Um, I love, I still love X4. It's, it's great. It's, it's that I actually think that's like structurally. I think, I think X1 is structurally better, but fuck, I think what makes it X4 better is the fact that you can play zero and that mm-hmm. makes all the difference in the uh, world. Yeah. I think we can all agree that out of the PlayStation era X games, X4 is the best one. Well, the franchise peaks here. Like, let's be real. The franchise peaks with X4. That's fair. Um, so besides that, um, I noticed how many fucking Switch RPGs, how many fucking RPGs are coming out. So like, I haven't played <laughs> any RPGs. I'm like, fucking Chris Tell's coming out. It's coming out today. Fucking everybody's talking Tomorrow. about Monster Hunter. Uh, you can preload it today. Um, oh. or it's yeah. So like, I already did that. So um, it says releasing on the tw- on the nineteenth. So I don't understand why it says coming tomorrow. It's weird. Huh. Um, like on the on on the Xbox Game Pass store, it says releasing on the nineteenth. I'm gonna try it after this to see if it works. Because uh, sorry, yeah, I need to it. preload it still. Um, and uh, uh but, did a did a uh, yes. review of it. I need to watch. Yes, that. he did. He did. Yeah, if you if you're curious about uh, Chris tells. 
Uh, I apologize if I'm, I don't, I think that's how you say it. Chris Tales, uh, C-R-I-S Tales. Uh, go watch that review. Um, uh, I probably retweeted it earlier, but, uh, on my Twitter, uh, it's, it's great. And it's, I didn't, I, cause I didn't know anything about this game other than that the art style looked pretty and it was turn-based RPG, but then I learned what the actual mechanics are. I'm like, oh, okay. That's, that's interesting. Um, but I'll hopefully be able to talk about that next week. Uh, I guess I'll lead into Skyward Sword cause that's the other thing. Um, in a miracle weekend of, of like gaming, which I probably shouldn't have, I probably shouldn't have done this, but I managed to pre-order a Switch OLED. Um, somehow the pre-orders went live when I was at work, and I told myself I'm gonna be on the lookout. But we got really busy, so I didn't. And my brother offered, my older brother offered me to give me a ride home from work. So I'm like, okay, sure. Um, and uh, as like I'm waiting for him to come, come grab me. Uh, like I see uh, Chief As Gamer tweet out uh, the Switch OLED is live at Best Buy, so I try Best Buy. I'm like, okay, come on, come on, come on. And and Best Buy was giving me all this shit. Um, like we don't know if it's gonna be in stock, yada yada. So I was like, try Target. Okay, somehow at Target, I was being slow as molasses, and like at first it was like, fuck, uh, it needs my password. I couldn't remember password, so I was able to remember what email I had attached to Target because I bought like something from last year, and so I was able to use a one-time passcode somehow it's still and i was like okay pre-ordered this switch i'm like wait a minute why does it say i have two switches in my cart <gasps> it pre-ordered the the silver the silver one the, the the white ones the great whatever color it is um i'm colorblind um and so it saved it saved that um and uh and so like i was able to process it and get it so yeah i'll be the only thing is i won't be getting it at launch uh, which is October 4th. It says the 14th, the 11th through the 14th. So that's a minor bummer, but I will take that loss if it means I actually get one. Um, you know, so for all you people who say they didn't want one. Uh, and then also, Skyward Sword uh, came out. Uh, I managed to get a hold. Uh, you know, it's crazy because when these first were uh, like <laughs> announced, they sold out like crazy. So I assume <laughs> they would be difficult as hell. You can just go up to your Walmart and fucking get these things. Like they made a lot of them. Yeah, so I got a target. I got on that note. The lighting oh, may not be great, but I got these beautiful new so jo- new Joy Cons. Mm. Uh, Legend of Zelda for Skyward Sword. Uh, they're not really Skyward and Sword. I, I really like the um, the kind of like gray uh, slider rails for them too. Yeah, and those then, are nice. Um, I don't and have then those. The, the wrist straps for them. The blue are, and like, the. Yeah, yeah, or like wrapped like they're the uh, the master sword hilt. Yeah, exactly. Um, they're really nice. I like the royal purple for this one. It's kind of hard to tell with my lighting situation, but it's a royal purple, um, and the dark blue for the left. And, and they're really good. If like they, I don't know why. Maybe it's just like a placebo effect, but they feel different than like other Joy Cons. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because I've been using a used pair for like three years now. Somehow not drifting, oddly enough. So maybe I'm lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course I'll be getting the new Joy-Cons, uh, the, the new color Joy-Cons, this is not new, new controllers or anything in, in October, so these will probably I have get three reduced. pairs and none of them drift. Shh, like, don't talk about I've it. Never... Stop talking about it because they're going to drift. Um, I only have me. one pair that drifted so far. So that led me basically going full in on Skyward Sword hype. I'm like, fuck it, just get it. And I picked it up at, at Target. No, I picked it up at GameStop because I was like, fuck it, whatever. I didn't want to wait. I didn't want to wait somebody to open the cage at Walmart, so I don't care if it's $10 mm-hmm. cheaper. Uh, funny enough, somebody tipped me $10 for helping them lift something out. So I was like, well, I was going to spend that money anyways, so I don't lose anything. It's just, so like, it, it, it didn't really matter. So I got Skyward Sword HD. And I'm, so far, I'm pleased to say uh, the motion controls are still iffy, 
But I think they're better, and the best part is, at least if they get messed up, just pressing the Y button resets it, and then you're back to normal. It's just like that. Mm-hmm. It's like a snapback. Yeah. Um, I do like the button-only controls. I know it's a little weird to do this and move move the, with the camera. That's a little weird, but I could get you're used saying to saying to that. press L. Uh, the press L button. Uh, you guys are making an audio a video thing earlier, so don't talk. Um, a video bit earlier. So anyways... Uh, it's a little weird, but I do think using the right analog stick for button slashes does work. There is a bit of a delay because you can't just move up because that would be too easy. You have to press up, like like push it in that direction to get it to yeah, respond. Yeah, so like if, if you hold it in a direction, your sword will like hold in that direction. Right. But if you're like already, like for example, if you're holding your sword up, it'll go into the Skyward Strike. But like, okay, if you're holding it right, let's say, and you want to slash right, you have to release and then flick right. Yeah, pretty much. It says it's a little weird to get used to, but I think right. I like it more than the motion. I think I still think the motion controls are pretty cool, and the reason and this is how I'll say I'll, I like the motion controls. One, there's this enemy, and y'all and I tweet I streamed this on, on last November. There's those enemies that you have to hit their heads all in one corner and mm-hmm. all in one row for them to die, otherwise it keeps them yeah. back. Those enemies gave me shit because how bad the motion, the, the like it was just of like not sensing your moment. I was able to take that enemy out whoosh, one clean swipe. Um, mm-hmm. So like that's how I knew this was better. Again, occasionally, if you go crazy with it, it's gonna your movement's gonna get messed up. But all you gotta do is press Y and the movement's reset. I and I think this is back to something I should have learned with Skyward Sword. You can't just go crazy with it. You have to time your moments, your, your yeah. slashes. You have to do that. And sometimes it can be a little tempting um, uh, to do that, uh, to, to just go crazy, especially like the Garyham fight. Um, but, like, you have to take your time. Um, but I, I generally think it's 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 an improvement. And, it, look, God, it's amazing what an HD overcoat will do to a game because Skyward Sword already had a nice aesthetic, but, like, the HD-ness just makes it look gold. It's just beautiful. It's crisp. Yeah. Uh, the colors really pop, especially in Skyloft and uh, El- El- um, not Elden Forest, um, Far Forlorn, Far Foghorn Leghorn Forest. Farron. Yeah, Fog. Yeah, Foghorn yeah, Leghorn, 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 Leghorn Forest. Boy. Yeah, Foghorn Leghorn Forest. Uh, Got to get that that connection to Space Jam back again. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm enjoying my second time around uh, so far. Um, I still think Fee talks a little bit too mm. much. I think they kind yeah. of overhype yeah. that stuff. I mean, she doesn't interrupt you like for like minuscule shit, like about like the spider attacking you. She doesn't interrupt you for that, but she's still gonna talk a lot. So I um, think it'll probably lessen throughout the game because a lot of it right now is like, you know, this is your first time fighting this thing. Whereas, like, you know, later in the game, there's probably she's not literally as much in tutorial to mode, right? So, Although uh, still, like, there's moments when like you know they'll, they'll ask. Um, like a like a shop person or something will ask if you know what something is or how to do something, and you'll hit yes, and they're like, "Oh, good, so you know that this is how you do it." And it's like, you didn't need to tutorialize me. I just said yes. Yeah, exactly. It's it's still it's like it's just like Kabora Gabora and Ocarina of Time. We're like, did you hear all that? And it automatically goes on no. no. Yeah, exactly. So I I again I I I said this to Justin in private, but I feel like if you did like Skyward Sword the first time around. You're not going to change your mind. Uh, if you liked yeah. it before last time, you're still going to like it. If you're on the fence, you might lean towards liking it more because I think the button on the controls a little bit mm-hmm. finicky, but I think they work considering okay. it's trying to emulate precise motion like with 
with like motion, I think it does a good enough job. Uh, it's a little weird, I'll admit, but Skyver's control scheme is weird. Let's be real about that. Yeah, um, yeah I can attest to that. Uh, yeah. I played that uh, in launch, and that was the only time I played Skyward Sword, and I haven't really touched it since. So it's probably a good opportunity for me to pick it up again. Yeah, same, honestly. Like, I, I've forgotten how, like, I, I remember it fondly. Like, a lot of the cutscenes and things like that, like, they stick in my mind. You don't forget Groose. <laughs> True. But, like, actual gameplay-wise, it's it feels like it's the first time again. Because I hadn't yeah. played through the whole game since it launched on Wii. So, like, playing through it again, I'm like, okay, what do I do here? Like, it's yeah, it's it... kind of nice, honestly. Yeah, this will be technically... a lot of Zelda games. Like I can just play through without really thinking about it. Yeah, I just like being like I woke up this morning and I played Skyward Sword in my bed, and like that's that's nice. And you know, again, yeah. p- holding L to move the camera. You didn't have camera control in the original game anyway, so that's whatever. Right. Um, so at so worst, it's like the original. Right. At best, you're holding L to get free aim. Ex- exactly. It's um, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't honestly can't wait to see like the desert region. Honestly, the desert region is what I want to see in HD because of the, like, mm-hmm. the, the water levels and stuff like that. So, or yeah, like I don't like. Yeah, and, I'm, and I'm excited Elden right now, and it's neat. But yeah, I definitely want to see the desert. And and I guarantee you, like a lot of people are like, oh, this is you know, this is a ten year old game. I guarantee you there's a lot of people who di- who were probably not even alive when Skyward. There were there were people not alive when <sighs> Skyward Sword came out, and now my niece they're... wasn't even born when this game came out. Yeah, yeah. now they're like 10, my, 10, 11 years old, and this is going to be like one of their first Zelda games. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm. I'm I mean, enjoying I started it. playing Zelda games when I was like six or seven. So, yeah. this could very well be someone's first Zelda game. Oh yeah, it could be. All right. Um. So, but I, yeah. real quick, I want to. I want to just kind of drop in on Skyward Sword. Um. So. Uh. I, I put this on Twitter, but I think it got lost. Um, the main thing that bothers me about this remaster is, like, they touted the new controls and everything with, like, the button-only stuff. And honestly, it's it's good. Like, the fact that you can, you know, steer the loft wing and all that with the stick feels good. Yeah. Um, my problem is, like, I wish you had more control over what is motion and what is buttons. Uh, because you can set it where, like, if you put it in buttons-only mode, there's certain things in the options you can change to still be motion. Like, uh, aiming and camera, weirdly, which doesn't feel good when you're just, like, any little movement you make to your controller, like, flicks your camera all over the place. Uh, but when you're in motion mode, that's it. Everything is motion. So, like, my ideal way to play would be to have the sword on motion... So you still have, you know, your your stick for uh, for the camera and everything. But everything else on buttons. So, like, when you're, you know, you're aiming weapons or you're flying your loft wing or whatever, that's all on the stick. But you can't do that. So, I got, like, after I got the beetle, which is, like, kind of a, a thing that you, you know, control and, like, it, it grabs stuff for you or whatever. Um, I got so annoyed with how it controlled in motion that I switched everything to buttons only and didn't look back. Because it's like, if if you have to... If the only way to get those things on the stick is to also have your sword on the stick, I'll deal with it. It's not a big deal. Uh, and I've actually found myself kind of liking the uh, the sword controls on the stick. It's just a little tricky because, like I said, like if you... Um, there's certain like 
eye enemies that you have to like kind of wiggle your sword in a circle and like freak out the eye and it gets dizzy and like dies or whatever. And so there's some things like that where you're like trying to move the sword in, in a circle on the stick and it like swipes instead and like resets. Um, or like with the, the first gear him fight at the end of that first dungeon, um, his first phase, he like puts his arm out, his puts his hand out and you have to kind of trick him. So like you move the sword in one direction and then quick slash in the opposite direction. So his you don't, hand even, have the, you don't even have the quick slash. You just hold it there and then just go, uh, just hit in the opposite direction. Well, true. But like, that's a little easier to do in motion than it is with buttons because like there's a bit of a delay to the the stick slashing um and so it doesn't always feel quite right but like i've gotten pretty used to it now um and honestly the motion wasn't totally accurate either because you're constantly having to um reset the the uh pinpoint on it right but it's just annoying like i want more control over my controls Oh my god, Weasley. I would like more controller for my cat, too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that's the one thing that's that's been bothering me, and I can't get used to it. But, like, I'm to the Elden Volcano now, and I've been doing buttons only since, like, basically I, fi- I finished the first Gearham fight. So I'm kind of getting used to that, and it's not bad. But, like, I got these new Joy-Con that are super cool. Um, and part of the reason I switched to buttons only was because they died, so I had to switch to my Pro Controller. Um, but I feel like I'm not going to play with the Joy-Con because I'm on buttons only. And so the pro controller feels better, but like, these are specifically Skyward Sword themed Joy-Con. Like I wanted to do, you know, motion sword stuff. It's just, everything else feels so bad with motion that I'm not going to do it. So it's kind of frustrating and I've forgotten like how ingrained the motion stuff is to Skyward Sword. Oh yeah. It's. It's that's the that's the gimmick of the game, right? Yeah, but it was built around motion. Sometimes it doesn't feel like things need to be motion, right? That's but that's the gimmick of the game, though. That's just that's their design. That was their de- design philosophy behind it. I know. It's how me. That's and that's why I thought this HD remaster, uh, this HD uh, this HD port was gonna like gonna be impossible because like how are you gonna do that with a right. motion control only thing like when on the on the at least like. I'd be able to sell it on the Switch Lite and be able to play it in handheld mode. That was the big mm-hmm. problem. And they solved it. But the most interesting thing is that a lot of those things transition to buttons extremely well. That's why the only thing I wanted in motion is the sword. Because the sword still feels better, you know, actually swiping with the controller. But everything else feels better with a stick. So it's strange that you don't have that level of control. It probably breaks something. Like I guarantee yeah, they probably, probably experience like it probably something like it probably breaks something the reason why I didn't program that program program it that way. Um, yeah, I was just my only complaint is like I wish I could control the text speed. I love being able to just skip through text. That's nice and like you know not have the have drawn out. But I would love if I can adjust just the speed of the text so that way I can have it come out faster or something like that. If you hold A, it speeds it up a little bit. Okay, I'll have to try that. Because not all like they they say you can skip text, but not everything can be skipped. Like if you press no, B, like, like story sometimes stuff, it'll like just drop the whole text box, and other times yeah. it won't do anything. But yeah. A seems to always speed it up at least. Yeah, 
I think like if it's important stuff, it won't let you do it. But like they're like minuscule. Yeah, like in those scenes where they're actually like moving and doing complicated motions and stuff. Right, you kind of can't like it syncs the cutscene, so you can't change it. Yeah, but I mean, it's a solid remaster. Like I'm really enjoying it. It's definitely like it's it's a better experience I think than I had with Skyward Sword originally. Even though like that was on the Wii, I didn't know any better. You know, I still liked it for what it was, but. It's it's just the controls that are giving me some grief. Yeah, that's what I expected. Yeah. It's still a great game, though. Like, there's a lot of really cool design elements in this game. Yeah, there is lots of good things that came out of Skyward Sword. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm, I'm excited to try it out again, even if I'm a little late to the party. Yeah. Might even see if we have those uh, Joy-Cons at my local store. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I got mine at Target, so... Okay. Nice. Um, alright. I, I think we're done with Skyward Sword Talk. Yeah. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick commercial break, uh, and we'll be right back for the news portion of the show. We'll see you in a minute. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Charge Shards Games Cast. It is now time to break Game into the, the news portion I'm going to push on. Uh, and as <laughs> I alluded to earlier, because um, this is kind of old news, but we'll go ahead and bring it up. Uh, Nintendo officially announced the Switch OLED model, or OLED as it's being called online, uh, officially, thereby every single pro leaker, or pro leaker, and in fact today, just to kind of add this to it, uh, Nintendo came out basically an official statement basically saying that the insiders at Bloomberg were wrong about about the Switch Pro, the details were wrong, and that there is no future plans for a a souped-up Switch. So basically, here's the gist of it. Uh, this is an OLED LED model. It will launch October 8th at $349.99, also $350. It will have uh, the big features are it's a 7-inch OLED screen. Um, the size of the Switch remains the same. Uh, just the screen is a lot bigger. Um, screen size is a lot bigger. Uh, Slightly bigger. It has bigger. a wi- wider uh, adjustable base. Uh, enhanced audio, and instead of 32 gigabytes of internal storage, it now has 64 gigabytes of internal storage. And this is, this is the kicker because Nintendo made everybody buy one for Smash Brothers. It has a wired LAN port in the dock this time, so it's there. Uh, so, contrary to previous reports, the new model does not offer 4K TV. You fucking idiots! Or improved performance. The new OLED screen will, prov- will provide an improved picture crunch, remaining a solid 1280 by 720 resolution screen. Battery life remains the same as the improved base Switch uh, model from 2019, so about four to five, four point five to nine hours. Um, and of course, Nintendo has confirmed the verge that the OLED model does not include a new CPU or more RAM compared to previous Switch models. So there's pretty much going to be two variations. There is the uh, uh, new white Joy-Cons, and then there's going to be the neon red and blue Joy-Cons, similar to the uh, ones already existing. Um, and it's going to come out the same day as uh, Metroid Dread. No bundle has been announced at the to- at this time, but we'll see if Nintendo will pull that, and that's when probably will Justin will try to get his hands on a coveted Metroid Dread bundle. I have the special edition of the game pre-ordered. So they would have to really sell me on a on something else. If it's like a, you know, Metroid themed system or something, yeah, maybe I would. Right. So I got one. Um I'm getting one. I, I told myself like fuck PS5, fuck Xbox One X, I'm or Xbox Series, I'm not doing that. 
Um, I want a new Switch model, and granted, this isn't like a substantial. I play a. I'm pretty much like almost sixty forty. I'm not gonna fuck it up this time. Uh, in handheld <laughs> uh, and TV time, so I just play a lot of handheld just because. I don't want to get out of bed at 8 o'clock in the morning when I'm off, so I'll just play my Switch on while I'm in bed. Um, and I'll play... Or if on I'm, the bus, or yeah. Or on the, or on the bus, or at work, or when I'm eating my lunch, or stuff like that. Um, or, like, on the rare times, and if I, if I go venturing out before COVID, I would take it with me and play it, like, out and about like that. So I'm, I'm generally happy with this, just because the screen's gonna be better, and an old LED screen, that's gonna be nicer. Um... Mm-hmm. And the picture quality, uh, the sound quality, I'm not too worried about it. I never really had a problem with the Switch's sound system. In fact, talking about Skyward Sword again, this, it sounds incredibly loud um, on on uh, on this model. So I can only imagine what it's going to be like on on the uh, on this new version. So I'm excited. I I didn't. I was. I hate that it. I was hoping November. Like why so? Why why October? But um, it's because they want to hit that dread release. Yeah, I yeah, get. Right. I get. I mean, I guess, but like, I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, I hope I, I I would have been nice to have like more like power. Sure, absolutely. You know, just get like. But I again, I'll say this before: if you want 4K and you want things, number one, there's a machine out there that's coming out. It's gonna give it to you. We'll talk about it later. Number two. <laughs> Uh, and like you know, you have like for third. If like, but what about third party support? If you want third party support, you're not gonna most of the time. If it's not an indie game or like a low budget game, you're not going to play it on Switch. You're going to play it on Xbox, PS5, and PC. Let's be real here. That's where you're going to buy those yeah. games like Immortal Kombat, your Tekkens, your Street Fighters, your um, not fighting game stuff that I keep constantly naming. Um, that <laughs> stuff is supported on other consoles better. Um, like if you if you really care about that, uh, you're going to do that. Now, granted, you know, like I like uh, there are some Nintendo first party games that are showing their signs. Um, like I think Mario. Bowser's Inside Fury definitely had some frame rate drops. Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity has that problem. Breath of the Wild 2 will probably have that problem. Uh, so I understand the need for a new hardware system. But Nintendo, I think uh, what I saw in a video was basically saying that Nintendo probably foresaw like the chip shortage that's still going on. It's still a problem. And they probably mm-hmm. thought at one point they were going to do this model. At some point it was going to happen. And then they, they foresaw, I guess, you know, okay, this is going to be a problem. Nobody's going to be able to get our console uh, our new version of the Switch Pro, so they just, well, we, they already, and there was a report that came out like a couple months ago that they came out, that they already have bought the screens from Samsung, it's like, well, fuck, we have the screens, let's use what we have, and let's just do this, a modest upgrade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never, like, I don't understand people that were saying, like, 4K and all that. 4K 60 like, FPS, your PS5 can't even do 4K 60 FPS numbnuts? Right. Like, I would have... Liked them to do like a modest uh, CPU and like GPU upgrade, just to bring it up to you know more modern uh, specs, so that like they're not create you know it's not a new 3DS situation where they're creating like specific games for the new system, but like existing games can have like a boost mode or something, where you know if you're on a regular Switch like they run the way they run, if you're on the Switch Pro or you know whatever whatever they would call it. Like you can activate kind of a higher, um, a higher performance mode that still hits 1080 or whatever, um, but is 60 FPS and like doesn't have the same issues and that kind of thing. So like, you know, it, it helps with some of that third party support and stuff because it's giving people options. So like they, 
whatever version you have, it plays the same games. It's just the base Switch model might make them kind of uh, kind of inconsistent, whereas the Pro model would always hit like the desired specs. Right. So yeah, it's 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 coming out. Uh, I hope you got one. It seems like they're. I feel like it's not going to be as hard to get as most people as people think it's going to be like the original Switch was. But we'll see. But I got my hands on one, and that's all I care about. Tyler. It looks neat. Uh, I'm kind of torn on it myself because uh, uh, I'm a bit 50-50 when it comes to like uh, uh, portable mode and uh, TV mode. So uh, I might consider getting one for myself. It looks cool. Uh, I just don't think it's that substantial of an upgrade to justify getting a new Switch, you know. But yeah. that's just me. I feel you. Yeah. Like I feel like most people have a Switch now. I guarantee people who just bought and there's somebody who just bought a Switch that day and went motherfucker. <laughs> no, in, in fact, my brother just got my nephew a Switch, uh, but he's a kid, so he's not gonna care. So my brother's probably gonna. He said he's gonna try to get himself the OLED model for himself and his and his uh, his daughter, my niece, uh, a Switch Lite uh, since she's a lot smaller. Um, so we'll see. I, I don't know. If, like we'll see. Just because those are hard to come by. All right, let's move on to the next thing with Ubisoft and their ever attempt to make their games a games of service. Okay, as they also announced a Splinter Cell Hero Shifter today. We're not going to talk about that, but it's out there. Did? Uh, yeah, they announced it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's wow, it's it's a thing. So uh, this is coming from IGN. Ubisoft is working on a Assassin's Creed Infinity, reportedly as a Fortnite. Like evolving platform, um, uh, so uh, this doesn't this mean is, anything. Yeah, by the way, yeah, pretty much. It's basically a game of service. Ubisoft has formally announced that Assassin's Creed Infinity is in development, providing some extra details about the teams working on the project, although not confirming its structure or any gameplay details. Enjoy statement from the managing directors Ubisoft Quebec and Montreal, Nathalie Bouchard and Christopher Durini. The Durene, Durini. I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name. The new development is introduced as an important upcoming early development project, codenamed Assassin's Creed Infinity. No further details are revealed this time. Um, so, pretty much, the idea is to make Assassin's Creed. Uh, it's an online platform that will include multiple historical settings and evolve over time. Not like the purchase taken by Fortnite and Grand Theft Auto Online. Bloomberg sources say that the Infinity is designed to run for years and will include a number of settings rather than the single historical locations the series is known for. The platform would seemingly encompass multiple different Assassin's Creed games, which might look and feel different, but they will all be connected. Bloomberg sources also say that the project is years from release. Um, so yeah, excited. For, uh, Ubisoft confirmed project existence to Bloomberg with a spokesperson saying it wants to exceed the expectation of fans who have been wanting, uh, asking for more of a cohesive approach. No other reports uh, would be our herd. So, yeah. Um, I mean, we heard about a couple of reports that Ubisoft was going to try to make up more games of service stuff, which is like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which probably means that if Rise of uh, Phoenix or uh, Phoenix Immortal Rising gets a C- gets a two, it'll probably be a games of service game. Uh, mm-hmm. I just, it's just like I feel like is it like I feel like there's too many games of service games now to like get a foothold in like like yeah and like. Assat like got I mean to me Assassin's Creed hasn't been good since 2011 that was a decade ago I I, I didn't play Black Flag so I will rectify that at some point I hear good things about it oh Black Flag is the best one but like like three pissed me off so much I I, I was like I'm done with yeah. the series I was done with the series so you too um yeah it was just so disappointing no um, ignore three yeah, right. Black Flag's the best one well Although, I played th- I, mean, I played Thomas, three you'd probably say Odyssey was the best one 
I played three because of like the hype for it, and like I was I played all the other ones, so like it was it made the disappointment worse. But I feel like yeah, no. <sighs> this like, coming to the like, American Revolution that was never going to be good. Not even yeah. that. Not even that part was. That part was actually handled pretty well. It's the main character, Where's Charles Lee. <laughs> it's the main character, and its structure was just kind of like eh. the actual like, st- like how it involves the the, the the Revolutionary War was actually pretty cool. Um, that that part I'll yes. stand by. Um, but I actually like as much as I hate like Ubisoft's just you know go with whatever is trending at the time. I think this is a smart move for the uh, Assassin's Creed series in general. Because lately, like... Well, I say lately. Pretty much always, they've taken the same engine and just made a new yearly title from it. So, like, they changed the era, but it's the same game with a few new features. So if they're doing this, where it's, like, you know, a living platform, and you can, like, theoretically maybe, like era hop so let's say they do you know they they start it with uh japan because people have been wanting that for a long time like like an ancient ancient japan or something um and then like the next year they add like i don't know germany content let's say i'm just pulling it out of my ass um and then the next year they add like uh i don't even know what else they haven't done australia <laughs> um Whatever other countries they haven't done yet. So, like, every year, you know, it's the same game you're getting, but there's, like, a battle pass or, like, expansion pass or whatever Ugh. to get, Ugh. like, the new era. No. This like, just all sounds wrong. But, I mean, would you rather that or pay $60 again for the same game? Number like, one, you don't... a sports title. Number one, you don't pay $60 for Ubisoft games. You wait, like, a week and it's, like, half price already. Well, True. But this would be like by default, it comes out maybe twenty, thirty dollars every year. So that's what you're waiting for, anyway. I mean, and like, they know that. I I like Assassin's Creed for its narrative and how it, like again, I haven't played it since 2011, but how it woven historical locations and stuff like that with an, an, an a thrilling narrative. Like those early Assassin's Creed games, except for the first one, but like were good, enticing, hooking narratives that had good characters. And like, and I'm told Black Flag is like that, and I'm I, I've heard Odyssey and Origins are like that. Not Origins, the Egypt one is the Egypt one Origins. Yeah, that's Origins. Okay, I I, I thought it was a fake title for some reason. And no. like like basically to make it an online only thing, like you're basically throwing that stuff away because you can't do you could do like story like epic like stuff for players get it together like like the Fortnite Galactus stuff like that was cool, but I liked Assassin's Creed. Because it was like into the history, there was nothing cooler than Revelations. You're actually in Rome. You're going to those occasions. You're in the Roman Colosseum. You're running along the aqueducts. That was cool. And when I would see gameplay of 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 Odyssey or and stuff like that, like that was that's that's what makes the series appealing. And then tying it into a uh, like a, a interesting story that gets you hooked. And this just throws out all the way, in my opinion. See, I didn't see it as an online-only thing. I saw it as they're saying, like, the season model of Fortnite applied to Assassin's Creed. So it would still be a single-player adventure. It would be like, you know, there was Assassin's Creed 2, and then... uh, Then it was Brotherhood. Brotherhood, thank you. And then Revelations. All the same hero, basically, like, spin-off titles of 2, 
um, just following like you know that same hero through like multiple decades. It'd be like that, but a, a games of service thing where it's like each season is a new era rather than each game separately. So like you keep your character and you just follow that because I mean that's the creed has always done that. Like you've had uh, De- Devlin or whatever his name was, um, and like they were just kind of going into his memory like of his ancestors or whatever and using that as the thing to like establish like why you're jumping through all these different you know uh generations of people and they moved on to whoever the new one was that no one cared about like it's that same idea where you have the modern day stuff and then probably every season would be like a new area that you go to in a you know totally new um new historical time period. Yeah, with a whole bunch of DLC that you have to buy in Battle Pass, it's more like... Well, I mean, they've been doing that anyway. Right, but you never... if you look at Origin, Odyssey, Valhalla, they've all had that. Right, but I feel like with a game, with something like this, you're going to be more required to buy it to enjoy the game. Knowing Ubisoft and how their tendencies are versus like... You know, you probably didn't have to buy the season. I like Immortals Phoenix Rising example. I didn't buy the season pass for it, and I got a full experience from that game. Um, but if they're not doing like each game separately, and it's only like the season pass for the you know for the future content, that's more palatable than like every year there's a sixty dollar game. That's what I'm saying. The difference is right, and I feel like with that, you're just it's just going to become a homogenous thing, and I don't want anything to do with that. Because at least the, the the beauty things of, of those early Assassin's Creed games were that they were they were different enough because of the locations. Yeah, it's using the same engine and stuff like that, but like that's not a fault. You use what you got. Um, the characters and, and the and the story and the locations are what made the game interesting. Fair, but I'd argue you're not an Assassin's Creed fan anymore anyway because the last one you played I mean, was three. I mean, like. It, they were those. A lot of people still hold those early games up as as the hallmark. Yeah, it, but like the the current model is more like what this would be. Yeah, maybe that's why I haven't touched them. Right, I'm saying it's better than what the current model is. It it just tells me that Assassin's Creed will just be just stay. I'll just stay away from that series, mm-hmm. and that what I liked about it is Probably, pretty yeah. much is, is just gone. Uh, all right, Tyler, anything to add, buddy? Uh, not particularly. All right, so uh, this one's like this one is coming up. It's actually interesting because it poses something uh, interesting. Uh, this is related to the Judgment series. This is sort of the Yakuza uh, spinoff. Uh, that's basically you play as a cop, and it's actually getting a sequel called um, Judgment t- uh, Re- Retribution. Lost Judgment. Lost Judgment. There you go. I don't know why it's called Retribution. So um, <laughs> apparently, there's a report coming out. Uh, that uh, uh, under the Japanese site Nikon Taishu reports Lost Judgment might be the last game in the series due to disagreements between Sega and the talent agency of actor Takuya uh, Kimura. The reason? Sega wants a Steam version. The agency doesn't. Uh, this, is, this is seen on by at uh, uh, Nibelian on Twitter. And then there's a whole... There's a, a link to the... In, in the tweet, there'll be a link to the... Uh, a, Japanese post and then a link to a translated Reddit post. So, according to an article from Japanese showbiz site named Nikon Taishu, 
in which the site did an inter- uh, interview with someone familiar with the situation. Sega wants to publish Lost Judgment on PC Steam to further extend the series' audience, but protagonist actor Takuya Kimura's talent agency prevented him from doing so due to very strict likeness right policy. Uh, very limited pictures of their talent or of their talents even on the internet. Um, uh, Sega thinks this doesn't look reasonable in terms of business decides and. Uh, Sega thinks this doesn't look reasonable in terms of business and decides to end the series with the second entry. Um, so yeah, and there's more info. So he asked why the talent agency prevents Sega from publishing PC version. As I say in the post, the talent company, uh, John, uh, the talent company's Johnny have a very strict likeness policy. They didn't want their talents portrait on a PC platform that is not a game console platform correct and directly to the internet. Um, so yeah, pretty much it, it's that. And I think it has to do with the fact that with a PC version of of law of of judgment you could alter how the main character looks like and mm-hmm. the talent agency probably does not want that which yeah fair but like also like you know it sucks because sega knows this money like especially with the yakuza hype right now like you know people are into the series like i, I know i don't i don't know how well this the first game did but obviously it did well enough to more a war in a sequel um I think it'd be real dis- a shame if, t- if like we don't get a, th- uh, if this series doesn't continue because like they can't come to agreement uh, on, on, on something as trivial. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it's trivial as this. Yeah. I mean, I, I would guess really all they're going to like, this is a spinoff of Yakuza. So they'll probably yes. just make a new spinoff with a new character and continue the, the plot line that way. I mean, they, they theoretically yeah. could do that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'd imagine they can't call it judgment because probably the actor and the talent, like it's all tied into that contract probably. So they probably right. have to call it something else. Yeah. They would do like a new spin off, like a new series basically um, that is in current continuity and establishes that that character is dead or something. And they just, or not even not, we don't have to be like that. It could just be like, he, he got transferred to another, another division or you're or like Yakuza, like a dragon. You're just playing as a new pro tag. Um, or something sure. like that. You don't even have to be dead. Jesus Christ, Justin. He could I, be on vacation. Kill the main I'm character just, off. Yeah, he got he got sent to the farm. Um, he I, got sent to the Shadow Realm. I'm just going off of like what TV shows do. You know, whenever... Or like movies or whatever. Um, they kill off the characters so that they don't have to... Because they're mad at the actors or whatever. Like Johnny Cage in Annihilation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so that that sucks. I, I really wanted to play it, um, and I thought I thought it was already on Steam for some reason, but I, I just never bothered to look at it. But um, so that that really sucks if they can't come to some. I kind think of it's PlayStation game. only, isn't it? Uh, probably yeah. It's probably not on Xbox. I don't think it's on Xbox. Um, I don't I recall so. seeing advertisements at all. Even though they have a deal with all the Yakuza games on on uh, Game Pass, but again, that's probably because of the actor. <laughs> See, this is the problem with Anamusha has, like, because they had the likeness, like, they use actual Japanese actors for that, and so you have all that tingles. Game developers, going forward, don't use real life, any game studio, because there's, I know there's Western game studios, don't use real life actors and their likeness in games, so we don't have to deal with this shit anymore, because, like, this is, like, that's dumb. That's the uncanny valley of uh, some of them, like, Heavy Rain and L.A. Noir are good examples of that. Yeah. I mean, Vin Diesel would like a word with you. Well, I mean, he's the exception to the rule. Yeah. Right. He just keeps popping up in video games. Family. Anyways. Um, it is all about family. Speaking of it's all about family, uh, I hope you go back to your family's house and find your sealed copy of Super Mario 64. Because one just sold an wow. unopened copy of Mario 64 
sold for 1.56 Tyler added in million dollars uh, I look forward to the million dollars so yeah this is huge uh this is and this is uh from Herod auctions in Dallas Texas said that the 1996 game sold Sunday uh, at the time of this release so this was almost two weeks ago breaking his previous record price of sale of a single video game a spokesperson did not immediately respond to an inquiry about who purchased the game uh, Super Mario 64 was the best selling game in the N64 the first to feature Mario in 3D and the character in 3D uh, the sale follows up and uh, follows an unopened copy of Nintendo's Legend of Zelda selling at an auction for $870,000 what the fuck uh, yeah. um, it's not like that game unopened is, games like sell for way more than opened ones it's not even like that game yeah. that game's not even hard to find though like you no. can find that game, but it's like, it's the unopened nature. It's, it's not even that condition. Like like uh, like okay. Um, I'm gonna. Do, this is where like I wanted to include this because it's absurd. And uh, if you guys aren't familiar with uh, Pat the NES Punk, he does an excellent podcast where he's kind of goes over this and pretty much basically this whole sealed gaming market shit is all pretty much just a bunch of people inflating the market, and at some point it's gonna it's gonna pop because like people are paying. Like I think I see somewhere last year, like paid an absurd amount of money for uh, Super Mo- for um, uh, Pokemon, like the GBA versions, Fire Red and Link Green, like into like the twenty thousand dollar range. Uh, it's insane, and the fact that I'm sorry, Legend of Zelda, seal or not, should not go for eight hundred and seventy thousand dollars. If like there was like one or two in existence, sure, or like there's like a, like the like the point or reason why a game would go up in like price like that or anything goes like a price is because you can't find it physically anywhere and like the whole idea that it ain't no cheetah men too exactly and, and and the point like like you can find it um you like the point is that you, you you like yeah sure it's mint whatever fine but like that's like with comic books i can understand that because like it's it's something that like a comic book will physically degrade over time versus a video game will take a lot longer and plus the medium is not exactly new this is absurd that a, a game from 1996 sold for that much money. Uh, like, like that. This is crazy. Um, and by well, the way, I saw I saw another report after this that said like, even like you know the these kinds of like auction houses and you know historical sellers and stuff are confused why it sold for this much. Yeah, I, like, I, it's I, not normal. Right. I, I Again, like, this is uh, what Pat's theory was, is that basically it's a couple of people who are basically inflating this sealed, like, uh, sealed box game thing. Because there's no way Legend of Zelda would sell for $870,000. There's no yeah. way it should. Sealed or not. You can find that game anywhere. Like... Like this, this is somebody. There's these are people puffing up the market, and how I don't, I don't know. Number number one, just because you won the bid doesn't mean you have to pay for it. Number one, so that that's another thing. Um, and somebody has to pay for it, but like, why would you spend one point over a million dollars on on a on Super Mario sixty four? Like, it's not even that good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. Unfortunately, game quality <laughs> isn't exactly like merited in this one, but like. Like, no, um, like uh, Nintendo World Championships, like that's a game that's legitimately rare, and that game could go for several thousands, you know, like a good chunk of change. That I understand. Um, these somebody, this, this is this. There's some manipulation going on, and I don't like it. Um, 
Yeah, scalping's going too far, especially in the video game market. Oh, this isn't even scalping. This is just people just hiking up, like, inflating prices. That's all it is. Because, like, there's, no, there's, yeah, there's nothing to scalp here. Um, I mean, scalpers could have a, have a say in it, though, because if they've grabbed up all the copies, then this could be one of the only legitimate ones for market, which would drive the price up. I, I guess. I just feel like... I just feel like this whole, like, sealed gaming stuff is just made up shit. Like... Yeah, it, I mean, it's absurd. Yeah. It's just, like, how people, you know, like, uh, adjust the prices of, like, Bitcoin and things like that. Um, or other, you know, investment... Like, the AMC and GameStop stuff that's going on for a while. Yeah. Um, they can adjust those prices based on what they want the market to look like. Right. Yeah, this is this is absurd. It, no, no reason for that. All right, Justin, we're gonna skip the next one because we're gonna say that one for last because it leads into the topic. Ooh, okay. Next up, we're gonna go with Monster Hunter. Okay. Yeah. So uh, let's go away from that absurdity. Um, as uh, Monster Hunter, the hit franchise that has exploded ever since 2018's Monster Hunter World, has now officially getting a Netflix series. Uh, Monster Hunter Legends of the Guild, which God, okay, fine, whatever. Um, it's a bad subtitle. Yeah, not not a good subtitle. You should call it Monster Hunter. Um, maybe they wanted to get away from the movie. Um, but, yeah, I was gonna say it would be too similar to the movie. Yeah, so pretty much this is gonna be a. Uh, uh, I, a this is the subtitle. Uh, it or the uh, synopsis. In a world where humans and fearsome monsters live in an uneasy balance, young hunter Aiden fights to save his village from destruction by a dragon. Monster Hunter Legends, Legends of the Guild premieres August twelfth only on Netflix. It's all CGI. Uh, there's some of your favorite monsters. I saw. Um, I saw some of them from World. Uh, I think I saw an Elder Dragon there, so that's that's really cool. This will be the second uh, Capcom series that's landed on Netflix. The other one being Dragon's Dogma. Um, so building a relationship there. When can we get a Mega Man cartoon that's don't, not stupid? Um, don't they do Resident Evil? It's not going to happen. Oh, and Resident Evil! I forgot Edge of Darkness or whatever <laughs> just came out already. Like, Infinite Darkness. Inf- yeah, in into my ass is what I'm saying. Um, so yeah, I think it looks fine. Like it's the CG could be better. Um, the CG is kind of bad. Yeah, it. I mean, it's yeah, it's it on it's rough. on bar to what other Netflix things are. So I'm not worried about that. Mm. Um, I mean, it, it's Netflix. They're like I I don't expect super huge things from some of their smaller titles. Um, like, like I don't know. I don't know. Usually they have a little bit more like style to them. This is just like kind of low quality CG. Yeah, maybe they'll be terminate. Uh, maybe maybe when you maybe. grow up watching reboot, you don't mind lower quality CG. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, they started. Kind of no one are talking about though. Um, people love reboot. You should. Like, know. I'm pretty sure Monster Hunter World looks better than the CG does. I mean, probably it looks better than the Donkey Kong Country cartoon. That's for sure. Well, I think it looks I mean, fine. Um, I think I think. I don't know because I don't know who they're trying to market to. Are they trying to market to kids? Are they trying to market to Monster Hunter fans? Uh, based on the trailer, yes. it's hard to tell. There's definitely some iconic weaponry you can spot in there. I see the switchblade. Um, I mm. see the uh, the long range. I see. I think I saw the insect glaive in there. I like the armor that they have. So I guess we'll have to see. Um, uh, if it's anything like Resident Evil, uh, it'll be a four episode. It'll be either four or six episodes. We'll you know we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, but Monster Hunter's hot right now. You have Rise, which is people are, even though it's kind of died down from updates. 
Uh, people are still playing the heck out of that game, or at least it was a barn burner when it for the first half of 20, 2021. Uh, stories right now is what everybody's talking about and saying it's the Pokemon killer, mm-hmm. which it might be, um, which makes me want to play it. And of course, now you have uh, this this the show coming out, so Capcom's just catching those chips in uh, on that monster popularity, uh, even though the movie didn't do too well. Yeah, the Palicardos look kind of cute, though. But you like cats, so you like everything. So you like everything with cats. Well, yeah, but I, like the trailer, the the poster is really bad looking. Yeah. But like in motion, it all looks a little better. Yeah, Netflix. Oh, is it's like, also a, it's a film, by the way. It's not a show. That's oh, okay. So it's probably like an hour, hour fifteen. All right, Tyler. I have uh, no real opinion on it. Uh, the CG doesn't look all that great. Uh, I might catch it uh, if I'm bored, but no high expectations for me. All right. Uh, now it is time to talk about the actual Switch Pro. Um, <laughs> this is coming from PC Gamer. Uh, Valve officially announced the Steam Deck. Uh, and it seems like ha- Valve is going to take the first shot at the Nintendo Switch. Uh, uh, the rumors are right, and the Steam Deck is coming this year. A handheld device that can play any game in your Steam library. Uh, it's aiming to be the Nintendo Switch for PC gaming. Essentially, the, the Steam Deck can do a lot more than just play games. That's because it's not a games console. It's really a portable PC. You can plug it into a t- monitor, TV, install apps, software, use it to watch streaming video, and more, or even install install other game stores on it, including Val- according to Valve. The Steam Deck will also run a new version of Steam OS, Valve Linux-based operating system, though you'll be able to play uh, Windows games that don't have official Linux support using Valve's compatibility tech. Proton, or even uninstall Steam operating uh, operating system and just install Windows. Uh, so it's supposed to come out in December 2021, although I heard that the pre-orders will, uh, were a fucking nightmare. Um, however, this doesn't mean, uh, that doesn't mean if you reserve one, you will receive it this year, as the Steam Deck site is now showing expected order availability. Quarter 1 of 2022 for the 64 gigabyte version. Ouch, why would you? Okay. Um, quarter 22 is the for the 256 gigabyte version. Quarter three is for the five twelve gigabyte version. Uh, that may uh, this may vary depending on your region, uh, of course. Currently, a Steam Deck can be reserved. You put five five dollar deposit down through Steam servers. were immediately overwhelmed when the reservation page went online. Customers trying to reserve a Steam Deck were faced with timeouts and error messages. And some tried multiple times. Were told that they would face a delay before they could attempt to making a lot more purch- uh, purchases in a few hours. God, it's the PS five shit all over again. Um, how much does the Steam Deck cost? And so it goes over uh, basically more the putting it down. Uh, how much does the Steam Deck cost? Three ninety nine for the sixty four gigabyte version, five twenty nine for the two fifty six gig version, and for the five hundred and twelve gigabyte version, six hundred and forty nine dollars. Which, if you that's right on par for a lower power PC. So if you only want to play PC games, that's that's not a bad price for you know that much. Mm-mm. If you're only using it for for gaming, uh, the more you can dock it and play it on a monitor. Right. The more expensive versions of the Steam Deck feature faster uh, NVMe SSD storage, while the cheaper is listed at the 64GB eMMC or Embedded Multimedia Card. Storage solutions, all three versions will let you increase storage space with a micro SD card at least. That is that is very good. That is very good. So people concerned. I know I was concerned about the storage space, but if you can expand it like the Switch, it'll be good. Uh, it'll probably actually yeah. support those one terabyte micro SD cards, and then you're pretty much set. Um, uh, but it's worth th- noting that the only di- it's not just the the storage space difference. The right. higher models actually have better specs too. 
Right. So what? And this is going now. What are the Steam Deck specs? Uh, the most important thing to know for PC gamers is that the Steam Deck runs on AMD APU, and we're not seen and we're yet to see elsewhere. The chip is built around two KM, uh, two key AMD architectures, Zen 2 and RDNA 2. The Zen 2 architecture is the same found in AMD Ryzen 3000 processors, and within the Steam Deck resides four Zen 2 cores capable of eight threads, ready and waiting for your portable gaming needs. The R2 DNA 2 architecture is behind the handheld PC's graphical grunt. The Steam Deck comes with a, comes with a eight composite units uh, for a total of 512 cores. That's not a massive amount. The Xbox Series X comes with 20 R&D ACUs, but it appears enough to get by at 720 without too much hassle. So, uh, AMD, uh, CPU AMD, uh, AMD Zen 2, core count for 4 core 8 thread, uh, clock speed of 2.4, 3.5 gigahertz, AMD uh, GPU is AMD RDNA 2, uh, 8 GPU QPU units, um, RAM storage of 16 gigabytes LPDDR5 at 5,500 MTs, storage of 64 gigabytes, uh, very, we already read those, display of 7-inch LC, LCD touchscreen, resolution of 1280 by 800 uh, with a 60 uh, uh, hertz uh, refresh rate, uh, stereo speakers, 3.5mm jack, dual mics, USB Type-C, Bluetooth uh, connected, uh, and a connect connectivity, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, USB Type-C with DisplayPort for 1.4 support. Uh, 40 uh, Battery, 40 uh, WHR, which I'm guessing that's 40 watts per hour. Um, yes. si- size is 11 by 7. 11, 11.7 by 4.6 by 1.8 or 220. Uh, I'm not going to read that. Uh, weighs approximately yeah, no. 1.47 pounds and, of course, the price. Uh, and... So something worth noting here is uh, the goal of this thing is to run, like, current games at high specs at 720p. It's crazy. So it's not built for, you know, 4K gaming or anything like that. Like, if you're going to mostly dock it and play on a monitor... You might as well just buy a PC. It's probably not for you. Yeah, you might as well just buy a PC and just spend the extra But it's great for, like, storing games on it and playing on the go at 720p. Right. Like, it's got a good screen and good specs for that. The prob- so, I mean, it's still a solid handheld. The problem is, I have with it, and I think Justin, you share the same, and Tyler, me too, is the button layout. Yeah. Yeah, it does not look great. Mm-mm. It looks mighty uncomfortable. Yeah, I talked a little about this, too, because, you know, he's the he's the PC guy. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, like, I, I think it's cool. And, and it's like, growing on me. Yeah, like... I, I okay. I said this to low, and I kind of hoped. I don't think it's gonna bomb based on the pre-orders. I wanted mm-hmm. it to bomb because I would love to buy it at like a discounted price. That's what happened with the Steam <laughs> controller, and like yeah. a friend of mine has one. He said it's great. So I would love mm-hmm. if I wouldn't like listen. I I I barely play this this bad boy. Right. I love this bad boy. Um. Your your computer. My computer. Yeah, you can't see okay. it. Um, I could turn. He's I, not pointing to his dick, no, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. You can see the RPG a little bit. I'm going to tease you. Um, I mean, he does. He does play with that bad boy. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I, I don't. I, obviously, with going the switch, I, I don't want two like big beefy handles with me. I feel like that's too much, and I feel like I want. If I'm going to play PC games, I'm going to play on PC on my monitor, and mm-hmm. I don't. It's like I like I don't know I feel like that's too much. Or I have my Xbox like, but I think if you're somebody who's like, maybe you travel all the time and you want to play some of these games on the go, I think it's great. I think it's a good option. Yeah, 
And I think, like, I think the button layout will work. Because, like, with the touchpads and the, like, customizable buttons on the bottom and everything, it makes sense that the regular buttons are so high on the controller. I don't like it because I have fairly small hands, and so I feel like it's not going to be, like, feasible to reach everything. But I want to see how this, like, I'm not going to, you know, pre-order or anything like that. But I want to see how it does. And like Ben said, if it doesn't do well and it gets discounted like crazy, I might pick one up. I mean, it's great for modding. Like, you can put other emulators and stuff on it. Like, it's basically running uh, Linux, and you can, like, modify Windows on it. And, and if you like, have an Epic Games account, you can put Epic Games Store on there so you can play those games on yeah. here. And that gives free games like crazy. Right. So, like, as far as local storage and, like, the, you know, options available with the buttons on the device, like, it's limitless. But I don't think it's... It's not for me, like, up front. Right. It's... And uh, just as a quick note, the 10, uh, 1280 by 800 display is not supposed to be some kind of weird thing. It's so that um, games will run at 720 with, like, you know, minimal black screens on bottom and top and bottom. And if you're doing other things, like, you know, scrolling web pages and stuff like that, it gives you a little bit more vertical space. That's the whole idea. Okay. Tyler, are you going to get one? Um, Probably. Uh, it seems a bit too expensive for my taste, honestly, even for the lower-end one. Um, I might eventually pick one up if there's a price drop, like you guys mentioned, mm-hmm. but I'm definitely not going to pre-order it or get a day one or anything like that. Yeah. It doesn't even seem feasible, especially with uh, my uh, bad experience trying to order a PS5 last year, so, <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, honestly, like, the way they've got Steam Link working pretty well, like, there's not a lot of need for this unless you just want well, local Steam games. Because I can boot up Steam Link on my phone with, you know, a mobile controller on data, and it works okay. Like, on Wi-Fi, it would, like, where it would work flawlessly, so there'd be no need for this. Um, yeah, uh... Who knows? Uh, I I will say, uh, considering that you can expand the memory with uh, with a uh, an SD card, and considering you can get a like a five hundred gigabyte one for like fifty bucks, mm-hmm. just get the lower end model. I mean, again, granted, the, the 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 more expensive models have better specs, so it depends on you. So, like, I would knowing my ass, if like the cheaper model, the three the four hundred dollar model went for like one hundred and fifty, oh, you bet your ass, I'm jumping on that. Um, yeah, for sure. Because just an emulation machine at that point. Yeah, exactly. All right, uh, we're running long on the two, so let's go ahead and blast through this next one. Um, uh, this is concerning the Evo Championship Series. Uh, uh, there is no official oh, yeah. Evo this summer. They're still doing an online thing in August. So sorry for anybody like that. But Evo will officially seem like he's coming back in November under the banner of Tournament of Champions. Uh, of course, it's been a very Whoa. tumultuous time for Evo. Uh, so last year they were supposed to have a uh, online only thing, and of course the uh, the thing with Mister Wizard, where he was out as a, as a uh, as a sexual harasser, pretty much ended Evo last year. So um, and now and Tom and Tony Cannon were pretty much uh, handed the reins of it. Uh, so um, and of course Sony purchased Evo. I believe it was I believe it was last year, um, and so. Uh, 
coming this November at the UFC Apex in Las Vegas from November 27th, 28th, the top players from each regional tournament for the featured EVO 2021 online game will come together to battle out. This is an exclusive invite-only event that will adhere to all COVID safety protocols. The prize pool totals $125,000 with $25,000 per game. Uh, there will be five games featured. Guilty Gear Strive, Mortal Kombat 11, uh, Skullgirls, Second Encore, Street Fighter V, Champion Edition, and Tekken 7. Each game will have two players from each of the participating regions, including North America, Europe, Latin America, and Asia. The entire event will stream live on EVO's Twitch channel at Evo. If you will to compete in any of the EVO online events yourself, you don't have much time left. Registration closes at 3 p.m., Oh, it's already closed by now. <laughs> uh, you can sign up. You can. You, you can't sign up anymore if you're looking to test your metal. Uh, and so, yeah. So this is, yeah. They're gonna try to bring Evo physically back uh, this year. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, it really sucks that it's invite only uh, uh, for a tournament uh, participation. I wager. Um, if you're going in uh, the stands, I assume you'll be able to still get in. There's no, there are no, no, the Tom and Tony Cannon did were on a podcast last week. No fans will be in attendance. It's just the players and on, oh, okay. on personnel. Just because I think uh, they the, obviously the Delta variant is um, is is spreading very very fast. And uh, guys, the pandemic's not over. It's not over yet, guys. Uh, just. Yeah, it's not over, guys. So, um... But, yeah, uh, I'll definitely catch this, uh, in time for November. Uh, hopefully I'll be off by then. Uh, I, I really want to see these, uh, high-level matches in EVO again. It's just a magical time. Right. All right, so, I, I, that's just a little minor, by the way. EVO has been doing, like, these championship series, uh, like, warm-ups, like, all, all summer long. So, just follow, uh, at EVO on Twitter, and they're there. So, um, we're gonna stop for time. Uh, I can't, it's kind of interesting, uh, Tyler, that Smash Brothers is not, I mean, I think Smash Brothers is not part of this is because it's not part of the online scene, uh, the online set of tournaments, because Smash Ultimate just doesn't have good online. Yeah, you're not wrong there. Um, so I know some people were, like, saying that, like, it's, um, oh, it's because of Sony and stuff like that, but it's not. Uh, it's just because they it was not part of the initial, but I'm excited to see to see it. So let's let's hope it actually happens. Um, and I would love if a crowd was there, but we're gonna have to wait for December and uh, uh, the the uh, central um, uh, for CEO to come and bring that 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 craziness. But let's go ahead and move into the final bit of news, which will lead into our topic. Uh, Nickelodeon fucking dropped. The biggest bomb on the internet that I've seen in a long time, where they announced Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. Uh, it's a Smash Brothers clone featuring a whole bunch of their own IPs, um, ranging from SpongeBob SquarePants, uh, Rugrats, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Ren and Stimpy, and more. So um, there is a trailer. Uh, can you play the trailer while on stream? Um, yeah. Okay, so I, mean, I don't know if I can, but I am. Yeah, okay. you you might you might have to mute it because it seems oh, it's, like it's, it's copyrighted music. Okay, gotcha. so uh, we don't have a list of full characters yet, but these are the characters that you will be seeing on the stream if you're watching it live. If not, here are the characters: Michelangelo from Team Ninja Turtles, Leonardo also from the from Team Ninja Turtles, Nigel Thornberry from the Wild Thornberries, um, Powder Powder Toastman from. 
Ren and Stimpy, uh, SpongeBob's, uh, SpongeBob SquarePants, Sandy Cheeks, and Patrick Star, of course, from SpongeBob. Oh, Blina from Ah, Real Monsters. That's a holy cow. Uh, Lucy Loud and Lincoln Loud from the Loud House. That's a new gen thing. Um, yeah, I don't know what that is. Helga Pataki from Hey Arnold. Reptar from Rugrats, which of course, Hell guys, yeah. they're not gonna put the babies in here. Because they're literally infants. That's like, you're going to hit them in the soft spot. Hey, what if they, if they had their all grown up there? No, yeah, no, no. Why would you want that? Why would you want to curse this game with those awful, awful images? Why? <laughs> I mean, Reptar's a good rep. <laughs> yeah, he is. Reptar's They nice. have a dog. Don't they have He's a dog? Don't, cart- don't they have a King Kong? Spike could be good, too. Don't they have a King Kong? Uh, that's Thor. Yeah. Thor hungry. Thor want eat. Exactly. Yeah, so fuck the babies. Don't fuck the babies, but like they don't they're not they're not they're not gonna be in the game. They're they're not gonna be in the game, okay? Maybe it's we'll be back next week with a new host. Uh Ben has officially been fired from his own (laughs) website. Um I just paid for it. I ain't getting fired from shit. Um (laughs) Zim from Invader Zim and Danny Phantom from Danny Phantom. Uh All Star Brawl will feature twenty levels based on Nickelodeon shows, including Jellyfish Fields. And the Technodrome from Teenage Mutant Turtles, uh, and will include single player multiplayer modes with local online support for up to four players. Uh, you'll also be able to unlock new moves for every fighter, as well as earn bonus content uh, as well. And this is not mentioned in the article, but uh, uh, it's co- well. Uh, number one, it's coming out for PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Uh, it's, it's developed by Ludosity and Fairplay Labs. Uh, they they public they help develop a game called Slap City, which I heard was pretty good, um, mm-hmm. and uh, and this is not in the article, but this is a huge selling point. It's going to have GGP online, which means this game should again should because Street Fighter Five has this rollback netcode and it doesn't. This game will have rollback netcode, which means if it works, this game will have better online than Super Smash Brothers. What a fucking time to be alive! It's gonna wow. be an Evo next year. Calling it now. I mean, uh, according awesome. to the developers, Nickelodeon apparently is behind that. They're like, we're all in. Let's go. So, yeah. Listen, like this is so fucking absurd. Like, mm-hmm. I like uh, I think there's even leaked box art where you can see Kang and Korra on the cover. Uh, Rin's- yeah, there's yeah, a few I other. Think I saw Cat Dog on there too. Yeah, and and there's, Rin's- few, there's some shadow characters on the box art. Yeah, I'm so excited for Cat Dog. That's gonna be my yeah. name. Yes, uh, I'm I'm going Reptar because I gotta rep the Godzilla character. I have to do that. Um, yeah, Reptar sure. and Powder Toast Man for me. Um, pa- Patrick, there's a moment in the trailer where Patrick is flying across the screen and then he just grabs Nigel Thornberry from. He just sucks him up. I'm like, what? <laughs> like. <laughs> then, like there have been Smash clones before, like Brahalla is still a thing. Uh, I know Rival Zivi does a thing. That Shrek one Ninja Turtles game, the the Shrek uh, Smash Party or whatever it was called. What? Yeah, there was a Shrek uh, Smash clone. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just. Uh, there was also where, a multiplayer where, mode in The Force Unleashed. Too. Justin, where are you according to my screen? Le- um, I'm gonna just shut him up right here there you go um <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna pull it up so uh, like like it's but regardless shit. none of them have been able to take n- like as good as brawlhalla is there and is. stuff like that none of those games have been able to topple the powerhouse that is smash brothers uh especially with ultimate in its version now you're coming with this is not just like 
This is a cross-generational title where you... There were people who were like... You saw... Like, if you didn't know somebody's age on Twitter... If they reacted to a certain character in this game a certain way, you know how old they are, or roughly how old they are. Um, because like, I don't know who the fuck Lincoln Loud is, or the Loud the Loud House. I don't know what that is, but I just think this idea is so cool. Um, yeah, right. Like I honestly hope that other monster from Auto Monsters who holds his ha- eyes with his hands. I hope he's yes, yes. I hope he's, I hope he's in the I game. I need more Auto Monsters reps. Yes. Uh, yeah, right. I need Dagon and Norbert to be in this game. Uh, I know uh, yes. yeah, the, the Angry Beavers need to be in this game. Um, mm-hmm. God. Uh, I just... I want to see Action League now, Rep. <laughs> that, w- that would be hilarious. Um, Get some Recess... Is Recess Nick? No, that's Disney. No, that's Disney. Okay. Disney. So that's another... <laughs> see, that's um, the thing. It's like, I don't know. I can't... I, Disney. Yeah, yeah, so, I don't know the difference between them. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, for those who are wanting Doug to be in the game... Doug is not going to be in this game because Doug is officially owned by Disney. Um, so, yeah, no Quail Man uh, or anything like that. But he may Quail show Quail Man would be job. a great inclusion, though. Yeah, no. Unless they work out some kind of agreement, which, who knows, they might, you know. they, they yeah. That's crazy. Crazier things have happened, but I... I, I we'll get yes. we'll get Doug as a as a DLC fighter. He'll be, the, he'll be exactly Quail Man. <laughs> Quail Man in his awful costume. No, it should be Roger. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that'd be funny. Uh, no, fucking put put Skeeter in the game. No, put Cousin Skeeter in this game. Let me play as the puppet. Let me play as Cousin Skeeter. <laughs> Let me play as Cousin Skeeter, please. If you remember Cousin Skeeter, then I love you. Yeah, I remember my Cousin Skeeter. Like, that shows weird. Yeah, he's a puppet. He's a sentient puppet. Let me play as a sentient puppet, please. Um, yeah, this this went for, like, this game came out in, like, immediately by. Olmec has to be the announcer. Like, I'm sorry, get... Uh, if the voice actor is still with us, they have to be the voice actor for like fight and round start. And the other thing I heard, I want people want, and this will is probably that, will. Uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yeah, Olmec. Yeah. Okay. Well, because they're doing a new like a like a new version of that show. So right. if nothing else, they'd get the new Olmec. Well, I, I would hope they. Yeah, that'd be fine as long as Olmec is represented somehow. Um, and my personal thing is. Get the, there has to be a stage with the aggro crack on here. Like I understand, yeah, yes. it's like Nick just doesn't have to be anything else. Just aggro crack, and ideally every every character gets like a Nickelodeon guts like costume. Like that would be funny. I don't. This game probably doesn't have that big of a budget uh, based on how it looks visually, but a man can dream. Okay. Um, let, my last thing uh, that I saw other people talking about that would be awesome to happen, but probably won't happen. But it'd be cool if it did. Is that it's Clarissa explains it all, and she does the tutorial stuff for you. Oh my god, that's awesome! <laughs> yeah. So I I I've seen that like a whole bunch of other places on the internet. So I apologize if I don't know who exactly said that, but yeah, that would that would be dope. That's assuming they do that's anything it. live action. Yeah, who knows? They might just keep it animated, which probably because be I mean just... it's all star brawl. It's not like Nicktoons, right? Exactly, but. Uh, so far, it's all animated characters. You get Drake Bell in here. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, no, no you can't. No, you can't. Um, I'd rather see Ed from Good Burger. Yes! yes! No, um, I was like... Get some all that characters in there in general. <laughs> Repair man, yeah, man, right. man, 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 man. Most OP character <laughs> in, this, in, the, in this fucking game. Like Keenan Thompson speaking French in a bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, have... No, Repair Man should be uh, an assist trophy. He just comes in and just absolutely wrecks your shit while he thinks he's trying to help you. <laughs> that would be too funny. Oh, my God. That'd be great. Repair man, 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 man. 
Oh my god, yes. Yes. Okay, so. Like, just this trailer circling around for the past week or so just triggered all these childhood memories of all these Nick shows. Oh, yeah. There's been some really like, good memes, great. too. Oh, my my yes. favorite is the fact that Hugh Neutron is going to be in the game. Looks like you're going to the Shadow Realm, Jimbo. Oh, that's a... My favorite is like, so, oh, that's... I really love ducks. That's a bad SDI, Jimbo. You're just going to get zero to death right now. <laughs> Please put Hugh Neutron in the game. Just do it. Yes, please. Jimmy Neutron's probably going to be in the game, for sure. Timmy Turner yeah. and uh, the Fairly Odd Parents will probably be in the game. Um, God, I can't... Like, I hope all four team- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are in it, because I know they only showed Michelangelo and... Uh, Donna- and uh, I mean, those are the best, too. So. Yeah, but you got to include Raph and Donnie. You can't, Raph is you, the best one, you can't, you can't include the TMNT without all four of them. Uh, Injustice even understood that. Um, God, this... This game could be like huge if it's if it's good, like ridiculously huge. It could. So are we playing this on stream? Oh hell yeah! It's gonna oh, have yeah. good online. Yes. I want to see if I can get a code for it because I'm not a super huge Nick fan. But yeah, I mean I'll play. Yeah, this is this is gonna be dope. Nice. Just again, just give me give me like I I honestly I would really cool. I'll even pay for like a DLC pack. It's like if like like like. A DLC pack for just game show stages. So like all like um like Legends of the Temple, the Agro Crag, um uh, uh there, there's a couple other ones I'm missing, but those uh, Nick Arcade. Fucking give me a Nick Arcade stage. Do it. It's right there. Um, give me that. Guts. Uh, you know stuff like that. So uh, uh I. <laughs> Mark Summers has to be in the game in some capacity. Just saying. He's just a fighter. Like just Mark Summers as a person is a fighter. He'd be the final boss. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. <sighs> okay, okay, okay. So, let's go ahead and segue to our final topic because we're, kind of, we're running kind of long. Yeah. With, uh, with Nickelodeon announcing this, I proposed immediately in our private Discord, like, well, Disney hasn't said shit. I, pro- I thought about doing Cartoon Network, but maybe we'll do Cartoon Network next week because I feel like that could be a fun <laughs> one to pull from. Um, oh, yeah. Fuck it, let's do it. Next, okay, that'll be good. You got research to do next week, bud, for then, buddy. Um, Uh, So, we're going to create, right now, live on stream, and if you're listening to audio, thank you for listening, um, our dream Disney Smash clone. And And my only rules for these guys were no Star Wars, no Marvel, nothing from the Fox buyout. So, sorry, guys, this is pure Disney. But... I didn't say Disney animated. So I'm going to go one. We're going to go around a couple of times and we're going to just pick it. Just say a character doesn't really matter until we have 15 characters. Okay. So think. Cool. I'm going to start off with Tyler. Tyler, who are you selecting first in this uh, Disney all-star battle royale? Uh, the first character that immediately springs to mind to me is their interpretation of Hercules. Like, I feel like that he'd be a shoe-in for a game like this. Uh, I mean, they had Kratos for uh, PlayStation All-Stars, and he was pretty much the Greek rep, so why not have Hercules, you know? Uh, It also helps that uh, I played the PlayStation game a lot as a kid, and uh, I watched the movie quite a few times as well, so I have a bit of uh, personal attachment to the movie and character. Right. Okay, okay. Justin, so that's one. Um, all right, I'm gonna write this in our purple chat. So I already have a, I have a, I have a roster. So we got Hercules, okay. Hercules, Justin, 
pick number two goes to you. Who are you picking? Who is who is joining the team? Who's joining the roster? I mean, obviously, my first pick has to be Spider Man. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, don't no. don't fuck with the rules. <laughs> um, I gotta go with the genie Ooh. from Aladdin. Okay, Ooh. because Aladdin himself isn't anything special. Like you know, he has a game, but it's just kind of platforming and occasional slashing. But like the genie would be a really fun character to like mix up. Yeah, just do all his cartoony shit. Yeah. So like he could transform. He'd be like he'd be kind of like a what's the character? Uh the the goo monster from Clay Fighters. I forget his name. I uh I think he's just called Blob. Yeah, that like changes shapes and stuff. I think it'd be really fun. Okay. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna break out of this animated fest that y'all created. You know who belongs in this game, and he's gonna sell he's gonna sell game copies. Captain Jack Fucking Sparrow. That is who belongs. In, if you're yes. gonna put a, right. if you're gonna put marquee star power, Jack Sparrow. Like yeah, sure. Well, I mean, he is kind of already a cartoon character. So Pretty much. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So Captain Jack Sparrow. In it, he's like for me. He's the poster boy. He's the one you put center, center stage. That's who you put in there. Okay, let's go around. Tyler, we got three characters so far. Tyler, who's next? Ah oh, shit! Uh, the only Disney movie that's coming to mind right now is Lady of the Tramp, and that is <laughs> not a good movie that having a fighting. You never game know. Right it's a t- um, I would say probably. Um, just to have the female representation, um, probably Ariel from The Little Mermaid. Okay. Um, it'd be weird to either have her, like, float around or probably, just like, flopping around on the stage. But, uh, yeah, I feel like they'd find a way to, uh, make her work. Okay. Yeah. You know, it'd be interesting. Maybe she moves with water. Like, probably. Yeah. All right. Justin. Okay, so if we're, if we're breaking open the live-action characters already, uh, I'm going to go with Tron from, ah, from the movie ooh. Tron. Nice. I think it'd be really fun, like, with the discs and everything. Um, maybe, he, I feel like he would play kind of like Wario, where, like, he takes the, the light cycle, you know, across the stage, side to side, and can, like, and take people discs, out with the trail. it's just like Duck Hunt side B. Yeah. Yeah, there'd be some cool stuff there. Okay. Yeah. My next pick, like, I don't want to have this list dominated by Disney Princess because like, you could literally make a fighting game just with Disney Princesses. But oh, yeah. if I had to pick one who is going to, like, obviously Tyler picked Ariel, but this is going to be one who is very dear to my heart, and it's the animated version. Mulan has got to be in this game. Yes! Mulan is like, she would be the Fire Emblem character with the cool sword shit, but she would actually have, like, multiple weapons she could use from, like, China, (laughs) from that era. So, like, yeah. Mulan. Mulan would be... That was uh, gonna be my next pick, actually. Alright, so you got another one to think of. Um, So, right now, our roster consists of Hercules, Genie, Captain Jack Sparrow, Ariel... Tron and Mulan. So we got six. So we got seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, four. We got nine more characters to choose from. All right, cool. We got that's a because I feel like fifteen is a pretty good sized roster, especially nowadays. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right, Tyler. Who are you picking next? 
the Beast from Beauty and the Beast. Uh, I feel like he'd be like the the big boy grapply guy, uh, and uh, it'd be pretty cool to have him uh, like slash dudes with his claws and do biting attacks and shit. Like an Incineroar type. Like, yeah. Uh, kind of like that, or prob- or more like Bowser, honestly. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, saying that as a Bowser main, yeah, I think that would fit. Yeah, okay, I agree. All right, Justin. Uh, well, going back to the Disney princesses, uh, I'm going to go with Rapunzel. Ah, ooh, good choice. Because I feel like that hair is going to make for some really fun, uh, like kind of ranged attacks almost like being able to kind of like whip it she would she would play kind of like zero suit samus with like more acrobatic and then kind of like using her hair as a um as like a ranged grapple i feel you i feel you okay my next one's probably not gonna be that obvious because he they should be in the game regardless because it's called disney mickey mouse because Mickey Mouse has to yeah. be in this game. It's it's like it's just it's just like that's that's the Ryu of that would be the the the, the Mario of this game. You can't have a Disney uh, All Star Battle Royale without Mickey Mouse. So Mickey Mouse um, would be it, is in the it's the House of Mouse. Okay, I'm surprised it took us this long to pick Mickey Mouse. All I right. also forget about the classics. Yeah. Yeah, he's the most obvious one. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if we're gonna pick one rep from those old cartoons, like maybe you know you, you can argue Scrooge McDuck if you want to pick Scrooge McDuck, but like I feel like you got to put Mickey in there. Um, I would pick Goofy. I think you could almost do like kind of a Pokemon trainer of like Mickey, Goofy, and Donald all as one fighter. So like it kind of switches out, like with the classics, probably because they don't. I mean, they don't have like set moves, so you can have like each you know. Each one with like their own kind of quirks, but like they all work together. Okay. All right. Um, Tyler, who are you picking next? Um, I'm not sure if this really constitutes as a Disney property anymore, but it's still a Disney movie and it's a dream roster. So fuck you, Tarzan. Uh, from the 1999. I'm, I'm going. To, I'm uh, going to allow. It. If we're gonna, allow, if we're, if if that just means we get a stage with Phil Collins music, yes. Yeah, I mean uh, Tarzan's in like he, Hearts. Yeah, that's that, yeah. Too, but uh, uh, in the first one, because of the all the right shit. But yeah, having like uh, the speedy acrobatic type of dude, I think Tarzan would fit that role pretty well. Tyler, are you in the Twitch chat? Because you're just stealing all of Lowe's picks. <laughs> I am not. Hmm. Great minds, I guess. All right. Yep. All right. Justin. He's so right now guy. we are... All right, before I go around. We have Hercules, Genie, Captain Jack Sparrow, Ariel, Tron, Mulan, Beast, or the Beast, Rapunzel, Mickey Mouse, and Tarzan. We have five picks left. Justin. Okay. Who's who's next? Who's on this team? Well, who's, on this, who's on this roster? Not to keep going with the modern characters, but I'm like I'm thinking of more so like you know good Smash characters rather than just like iconic Disney characters. So I gotta go with Elsa. That's I feel yeah, like she got the, yeah. I mean yeah, she's a, got those strong really ice good. powers. Yeah, like, no, that makes sense. That's a good pick. She's a natural fighter. I mean. That's a that's no that's a that's a good pick, all yeah. right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, okay. Well, 
we don't have any villains yet. Um, That's nope. true. So I'm going to go with a villain this time. Maleficent is in the game. Mm. Of course. Okay. Yes. I wholeheartedly agree with this. Like, when I think of, like, especially with the Angel... I've never seen the Angelina Jolie movies, but when you look at Maleficent, her design is just, like, so <clears throat> iconic and, you know, look, looks really, really cool. Um, so, yeah. She's another that's, like, a fighter. Like, she's got the magic spells. And... Ex- exactly. Yeah. Oh, God. Just, like, that... Like, I would have the cutscene where Elsa and... and um, and Elf, uh, Maleficent are like battling each other. Ice magic versus her green <laughs> shit. She does. All right. So all right. That's that's all right. So Maleficent. Maleficent. <laughs> all right. Uh, Tyler, back to co- back. Uh, balls in your court. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I would have to say my last pick would probably be Peter Pan. I think it's last uh, pick. I, f- I feel like that would be. Uh, pretty good classic uh, character to round out the roster. Yeah. I think you've got one more, though. No, no, no. no. We, it's you and me last, because it? uh, that was 13. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So. Not bad. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, like Peter Pan's another classic one. Like, you know, like, very, very good. I feel like that's that's a solid pick. That's that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a solid pick. Um, Justin, this is your last pick. Who's going Ooh, in? No pressure. Who's going in? This could be a really big roster. Like I've got plenty no. of options. Still. No, true. Um, I just I just feel like leaving it at fifteen because like like it's just, it's just good. Uh, do you, I mean, yeah, I agree. Base drive roster. Uh, I'm gonna go with what I first thought of um, before I knew this was my last pick. Uh, I'm gonna stick with Scar from The Lion King because mm. I feel like he would play differently. Like it's cool to have a character on all fours. Like, figuring how that works in the game. It would be kind of like um, uh, Amaterasu in uh, MVC3. It's just, there's there's a difference there that's kind of fun to play with. Yeah. Okay. I was going to suggest Simba, but um, I immediately sprung... He's the- DLC. He's he's like he's like part of Wave 1 DLC that they announced and that gets people to buy yeah. the pass. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So... I just I wanted to go the villain route. I feel you. We only have two villains, but it's fine. I feel like I feel like Disney would want to have more of their heroes in their in their oh, game yeah. versus their villains. Um, so my last pick, I think, will, I think will be pretty good and be a definitely good popular one. Uh, another modern one, unfortunately. I think I think it, I think ours ranges pretty decently. Um, you know, we got a little bit of the '90s silver golden age, silver age. We got the golden age with Mickey, and we got some modern stuff. Yeah. So. But, and of course the only live action character would be <laughs> Captain Jack Sparrow. Um, also Tron. Also Tron, I forgot. Oh, he's a CGI character, whatever, it's fine. My last, the last character to join the Disney Ultimate Battle Royale Fest, Stitch. Oh, that's a really good pick. I'm little okay. little yeah. firecracker, he has all those weapons he can draw on. And mm-hmm. like Stitch is just great. Like, who doesn't love Stitch? Like, yes, and of course... Stitch being Hawaiian, you get a cool Hawaiian stage. So there you go. Yeah, and it would be He's kind of fun. Vin Diesel's main because Ohana means family. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that meme. Act. There's actually a meme of that. Oh um, my god. Uh, the, there, there could be like some Olimar comparisons there too, where like he brings in the other experiments. Oh yeah, with them. Yeah, that would be cool. Ooh. So yeah. let's break down our. Obviously, this probably wouldn't be the official one. Um... I think it'd be close. I think there'd be some characters that definitely would be on here. 
Uh, but some of them, like, like Jack Sparrow probably wouldn't be on here just because of the, the issues that Johnny Depp's going through right now. But if we made a, Sma- a Disney Smash Brothers clone... I mean, he's the hero of that story, but that's beside the point. True. Uh, let's, uh, so this, these are the characters that would be in our dream game, our dream Disney Smash game. Hercules from Hercules. Genie from Aladdin. <laughs> Captain Jack Sparrow from Pirates of the Caribbean. Ariel from The Little Mermaid. Tron from... Tron, Mulan from Mulan, uh, The Beast from Beauty and the Beast, Rapunzel from Tangled, Mickey Mouse, self-titled, Tarzan from Tarzan, Elsa from, what's the movie called? Frozen, Frozen. Uh, Maleficent from Sleeping Beauty, Peter Pan from self-titled, and Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. I think that's a pretty good like starter roster. Yeah. Uh, Mickey Mouse is from Kingdom Hearts, by the way. No. There will, by the way, there will be no... So- He's actually from House of Mouse, actually. <laughs> um, you will, you'll have a better chance of getting Sora into this game versus in Smash Brothers. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> Sora would definitely be DLC. Let's be oh honest. my god, yes. Yeah, he would. So there you go. I'm curious to let you... Uh, I'm uh, in the comments on Twitter or whatever. Um... Let us know what your dream roster is for a Disney Smash clone. And who knows? They could be working on one right now. I don't have insider information, but you never know. I'm just trying to speak shit into existence. Um, but there you go. I, I think I think we put together a good roster, uh, in all honesty. Yeah. yeah. If you I do your own list, try to keep it to 15. Just, yeah. you know, for fairness sake. Yeah. Yeah, keep it to the Strive uh, base roster. If you want to list more characters, just put it as... Season one DLC pass one pass two listed as those yeah as like who would you be DLC characters, um so uh I think I want to do this topic again next week so like I said with Nickelodeon their rivals being Cartoon Network obviously you know Cartoon Cartoon Fridays stuff like that I grew you know what's funny about yes, that then they actually did make a Smash clone of Cartoon Network a while I back. know. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it did, and it's not good. Yeah, so, but this is mm. our game. Is that including Adult Swim, or is it just Cartoon Network? Just Cartoon Network. So, okay. like, like no yeah, Aqua Teen, just like no Aqua Teen Hunger Force. So, we'll we'll, we'll okay. go over the, the rules. And our... I know are the Cartoon Network. Does shows. Samurai Jack still count? Yeah, he counts. He showed up on Cartoon Network first. Yeah. Um. So it, it, okay, we'll go over the rules on our own Discord channel. So uh, just prepare yourself for next week. We're gonna do our Cartoon Network style fifteen characters, uh, just like this one. Uh. But that is going to be it for today's show, ladies and gentlemen. Let's pass on the baton to Justin. Justin, tell the people where they can find you. You can find me if you look for Zero Score on Twitter or YouTube or Twitch. Uh, like I said, my uh, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart review is out. Um, it's got spoiler-free, spoiler, and a full series ranking. So there's plenty of stuff there. If Even if you like, you know, still plan to play the game and don't want a spoiler review... There's still plenty of stuff there for you. And me and Ben are continuing our Resident Evil 5 playthrough on Thursdays on my channel. And his channel, for that matter. Um, so check that out. Alright, and you can check out Tyler next. Where can they find you at, Tyler? You can follow me on Twitter at hey, it's that Ty. Check out the pinned tweet to take you to my YouTube ch- uh, channel, where... Uh... I do uh, video reviews on Tiger Shoes Reviews, where I review old-ass fighting games. So, that's all well and dandy. I'm working on the next video right now. He's literally doing it right now. He's he's been doing it this entire episode. Yes, I'm a master editor. He's very unprofessional. It it does... 
It doesn't look like I'm busy, but I totally am. <laughs> so I sell them at work all the time. Uh, <laughs> I shouldn't say that. <laughs> and you can follow me at twitter.com slash for all things related to the Marvels one. I stream four times a week now, apparently. Like, um, like it's crazy. He's even busier than I am. Uh, I stream live Sundays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays, all at 6 p.m. Standard Time. Uh, we're streaming Mass Effect on Sunday, Sonic Adventure on Tuesdays, which, God, it's been so much fun revisiting that game on stream. And of course, yeah. Grandia on Wednesdays, which I'm thank you all for like coming on this journey with me with Grandia. Love that game so much. Um, and uh, I'll be putting up a poll uh, so what RPG I'll be playing after Grandia. So uh, if you were in the Twitch chat last week, you know what games I talked about. Uh, but if not, come to this next Wednesday. I'll remind I'll, I'll, I'll remind you all again. And of course, okay. I stream also on Thursdays now for the foreseeable future uh, with Justin at seven PM Central Time, where we stream our own perspectives of Resident Evil. And as Justin refuses to not save ammo and not shoot enemies in the knee, <laughs> um, but yeah, that, I've gotten better. And of course, go to Charter.com for all Charter content, where you can check out our watch longs, Atomic Shot, Atomic Shot. You can check out Cinema Shot. You can check out, of course, the watch long, the wrestling pay-per-view watch longs that Thomas and I did, which may or may not be coming back because Peacock's a huge hell right now, but we'll see. Um, uh, and, of course, who's going to edit the show? <laughs> that's another thing. Anyways, but that's the besides <laughs> the point. Uh, you can find all that on Charter.com, which was, again, recently redesigned all by our lovely uh, Justin. And, of course, as of this as of this past weekend, I am now the officially sole owner of Charter.com, so I... I'm the boss. I'm, I I paid the bill. I'm the boss man now. Um, even though like <laughs> it was a formality before, now it became official. So yeah, I'm in charge. I'm sorry. Um, uh, thank you everybody for. Thomas jo- will still pop up every now and then though. Yes, he's not gone. I'm not letting him leave. He's 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 staying. I have him chained to my <laughs> desk. Um, we refuse to let him leave the Discord. Yes. Uh, I again, <laughs> thank you for all for coming to us live. You miss if you listen to this audio. You can catch us live every Monday at sen- at seven p.m. Central Standard Time at twitch.tv zero score. If you want to join us and on the live stream, but if not, again, all episodes will be available on all pack- podcast providers. Um, and be sure to leave us a review if you want. Uh, we will see you all next week for more news and gaming. And until next time, stay charged. Have a good night, everybody. <laughs>